Okay, I guess we can dive into it. Yata. Ah, and that's the start of the podcast. Yeah. Hi guys, my name is Blue. Welcome to B&B Anime, or welcome or welcome back to B&B Anime. Uh, I am here with my fantabulous co-host. I am the one who doesn't screw up the intro. Hi, I'm Brad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm the one who doesn't screw up the editing. Ha! To be fair... <laughs> That's not my fault. I edit to the no, best of my abilities. However, my technical difficulties with mic malfunctions, that's a little bit that's, different. Yeah, though. technical difficulties. I, that's I, the thing. I do screw that up, though. That's that's a thing. Uh, <laughs> well, you you just moved. Okay, so so we'll give you guys some context, context to this. Um, we have been trying to record for, I don't know, like, 20 minutes? I don't know how long it's been. Feels like that. Um, it probably wasn't. It's probably like five minutes and I'm exaggerating. Um, uh, because uh, things have just not been working well for us today. Yesterday we tried to record, but a big storm happened in my area of the world. And um, yeah, that wasn't a fun time. Uh, power was flickering. Uh, not good to record on a PC when your power's flickering, just in case you didn't know. PSA. Um... <laughs> Really? Um, no, I, I would never would have thought. <laughs> no, I know, right? And then today, um, Brad's had some more technical difficulties on his side, his side as well, because he's still working out all the kinks in his setup um, after his move. Everything is broken. Everything in my life. This is this is the new normal. The new normal is me just <laughs> sucking. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Um, but yeah, today today we're going to be discussing the um, anime uh, dive. But before we do dive right into it, um, how have you been? I've been... I've been good. I've been getting a lot accomplished. So I ordered myself a capture card. Nice. So streaming will be able to fully get underway because nice. I bought final fantasy 7 the remake so i really want to stream Ooh. that and so getting a capture card i'll be able to do everything seamlessly and not have nice. dips in quality or anything like that so that's nice, nice. And um then, what are you thinking of also streaming things like pokemon and other things like that as well pokemon animal crossing because mm -hmm. two of my best friends have been on my case <laughs> relentlessly about getting animal crossing and i said look yeah i will make you assholes a deal I will get Animal Crossing as soon as I get a capture card because I don't like you and I are the same right now. We don't mm -hmm. have time to casually game like when no. we stream. That is our gaming time. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I was like, I will play Animal Crossing as soon as I get a capture card so I can stream it. And so mm -hmm. now my yeah. capture card will be here on Wednesday. I mm -hmm. have no excuse anymore. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm going to have to get I'm it. I'm excited for that. Yeah, that sounds like it's going to be a fun time. But then outside of that, I got myself some cool color changing LED bulbs so I can kind of like mess with the backdrop of the stream a little bit. So that's going to be fun. fun. But yeah, outside of that, um, I'm in pain. It's been it's been a day. <laughs> oh, that doesn't sound good. I, I feel like I say that every time we record a podcast it, or yeah, because it's it's been a day. But yeah, yeah, I pushed myself a little bit too hard. I went about a mile further than I should have today with my walking. Ooh. So my knee is just like, mm, so listen, I should work. I don't want to. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I know kind of how that feels a little bit because um, uh, I finally got back into physiotherapy this week um, after a two-month break. 
because uh, of the virus. Um, so yeah, just just everything is slowly opening up now around where I am because we haven't had any kind of cases uh, in in a f- quite a while. But we're out in the country, so we didn't really get it the same way, anyways. Mm. Um, so yeah, we're like slowly opening back up again. Um, and yes, yeah, so I started physiotherapy again this week and yesterday, oh my God, I could barely sit up or like d- move my shoulders and back hurt so bad. Good hurt, you know, hurt isn't like getting back to where you need to be and, and, um, getting my, my joints back in alignment and, uh, and all that kinds of stuff. But yeah, I had a, uh, physiotherapy massage, which is very different to, um, a regular massage. If, if any of you guys have out there have ha- ever had a sports injury or anything like that, you'll know that, um, a massage for a physiotherapist is not the same as a spa, spa, as a massage from like you get in the spa. It's deep tissue. It's rehabilitatory, rehabilitatory, re, rehabilitating. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it helps I'll you get it. better <laughs> yeah sure uh it helps you get better and uh because of that is a lot of like breaking down tissue to increase it in the right areas like heal it in the right areas um so yeah i was very very sore yesterday i'm feeling uh quite a bit better today um but i know as soon as i get back to 100 percent, i'm gonna have another appointment <laughs> so well at least it's like you said it's a good kind of hurt so. it is a good hurt yeah, that's, that's always a plus. For you as well. Good hurt. I mean, I'm I'm definitely feeling better. I mean, it's <laughs> right now it's not a good hurt. Tomorrow mm-hmm. I'll be fine and back up to par. It's just dealing with lingering back and knee issues. Mm-hmm. Like whenever you're used to sitting at like a three or a four, then having a constant three or a four doesn't kind of bother you. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, getting back I'm with to normal you on tomorrow that. will be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I hope that. Do you like tape or um? brace your knees or back i don't i've considered starting to brace just to Mm -hmm. like give myself a little bit of extra support but i also don't Mm -hmm. want to become dependent on it either so i might do Mm -hmm. like one day on one day off so Mm -hmm. i've definitely been considering that but as of right now like i'm just enjoying going out and walking like this is probably the most i've ever been outside like Mm -hmm. i'm getting tan (laughs) i haven't been tan (laughs) In like two years, minus my left arm, which is my driving arm. <laughs> so like my left arm is like permanently tan, at least right, a little yeah. bit to where like now, like all of me is tan. Like I got sunburnt this past weekend. Jeez. So that was like, I was excited. Now, granted, yeah. I wasn't excited at the time because I'm like, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put sunscreen on, dude. Uh, I don't know what sunscreen is. Because yeah, it's like the way my learn. skin is, like, I, like literally the first day of summer, or in this case, spring, like I'll go out and I'll get burnt. And then the next day I'm like tan and I stay tan and I usually don't I'm get like burnt again. Yeah, no, I'm like that too. But I still recommend putting on some sunscreen because you don't want to risk it in the long term future. Uh, psh, sunscreen. Sunscreen, schmunscreen. Sunscreen up, okay? You need that UVA, UVB protection, my dude. That's <laughs> Listen, <what> okay, <laughs> I can get my UV protection whenever I go to the eye doctor tomorrow or whenever you guys hear this two days ago and get my glasses <laughs> because I'm that taking just your, your advice. But... <laughs> I'm taking your advice finally and I'm getting myself some backup glasses. Good, okay, get yourself some backup glasses and while you're there, 
pop into a drugstore and pick up some sunscreen. <laughs> nah, okay. ma'am, it'll be fine. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, fine, okay, great. <laughs> yeah, when you need a skin transfer when you're older because you got cancer all over your body, don't come at me, okay? <laughs> sunscreen. You need it more uh, for the long term than you do for the sunburns. I will get on your I case, my dude. Eventually. I'll we'll buy you a freaking parasol <laughs> if you're not going to wear it. You have to go around with a frilly, lacy parasol to keep you in the shade. Okay, as long as it's one of the really, like, the really pretty one from Violet Evergarden, I'm down. <laughs> yeah. like, I it'll will, be full I on will, Lolita. Like... It'll be a straight up Lolita parasol. Yes. Yeah. Also, parasols coming to bnbanimemerch.com <laughs> soon. <laughs> Oh, we were talking about this earlier, actually. We were saying that we should come out with um, handkerchiefs um, for that are like branded B&B anime branded handkerchiefs um, for our cry counters. So whenever Brad goes up to another person, because he's he's just recently got another of his um, part timers watching Your Lay in April, because he infects everyone with having to watch it, so he can just go around and like hand out B&B <laughs> branded Your Lay in April. Uh, uh, BB anime branded handkerchiefs for everyone that he tells to watch ULA in April from now on. I'm like, this is going to have to happen now. We're going to have to do this now. I mean, I'm not opposed to having handkerchiefs made. And since it's usually every time that I recommend your line April, I need them to be Sakura colored. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I need this in my life now. This is something that's going to have to happen. Uh, yeah. Merch guy, get on Merch it. Guy. Wait, that's me. <laughs> that's me. Wait, wait. I'm yelling at myself. <laughs> But yeah, if you guys are actually, baka, um, baka, baka, baka. if any of you guys uh, listening are actually interested in anything like handkerchiefs or um, uh, anything like merch-related hoodies, t-shirts, mugs, whatever, you'll have to let us know what you want and what kind of design you think would be cool. Um, if you just want one with a logo on, if you want um, other things, I don't know, you'll have to let us know. So yeah, feel free to hit us up in the social medias with any ideas that you've got. And uh, if you feel like drawing up designs as well, feel free to like send us some of those um, because we would love to see what you guys come up with. Agreed. Agreed. Because we've been talking about doing pins mm-hmm. of prickles and beans. Yeah. So it's been it's been something that we've been discussing, but we definitely don't have the time nor the resources right now to try to get them developed at the moment. Yeah. So we are definitely taking any sort of designs or ideas mm-hmm. or anything that you all would be interested in. Yeah. Because, you know, the merch or anything like that is definitely for y'all. Now, granted, I will buy every <laughs> bit of it because especially the handkerchiefs, because, you know, I need them. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah it just suddenly occurred to me i don't know if we've ever addressed the the logo or did we do it in the first episode um but if you guys don't know our logo is of an anime girl version of my lovely golden retriever tilly who we affectionately refer to as bean so if you hear us call her anyone tilly tills bean tillia anything like that it's beanie baby beanie baby I don't know. yeah i do <laughs> beanie baby i have called it that a few times um silly billy tilly is another one that i use um uh yeah anything of those lines we're probably talking about my dog um she's a one-year-old uh, i call her a half pint golden um because she's about half the size um of normal goldens uh just born that way she's just small and yeah i rescued her oh but she's the cutest she thing so ever cute. uh, but yeah we rescued her um 
in probably coming up to a year ago now. Um, yeah, she's just over a year old. Uh, she was very, very small when we got her and stayed small. Um, and yeah, she's she didn't grow from about four months on. She was four months old and she stopped growing at four months old. So picture a four-month-old golden retriever and that's her. She's just stayed that, that size. Um, yeah, she's coming up to her first... Uh, her first proper summer that she'll be able to experience, um, which is super exciting. I think she's very excited to go swimming again because she only got to go at the tail end of last year before the snow came. So yeah, she's super excited for that, I think. And then oh, I bet, yeah. I bet. And then our other uh, mascot you'll see is a cactus who uh, Brad and I kind of both created. Um, her name is Prickles or Prickly. Um, and uh, yeah, um, Brad drew her. Uh, she it started off just being a joke. I think. I think it was like on my stream. Yeah, it was a joke. Like anytime we would ban someone. Yeah, I think like, I just, just told... like go sit on a cactus. Yeah, that's and what it was. it was. The cactus corner just became a thing, yeah. and so I had to draw her up. So I think she was like the first official like stream mascot. Yeah, I yeah I think so too. Um, then she got redesigned for the podcast, and I'm not gonna lie, the second design I like a lot better. I do too. The first one is still adorable is. and still makes a great emote, mm-hmm. but my goodness, the second one is just absolutely adorable. Yeah, the second one is super cute. I love it so much. I actually really do like it as well because you can see. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that you drew the first design, but you've been pushing yourself so much with your art recently. You can really see that the second one has a lot more of your own personal flair to it than the first one it was a mm-hmm. little bit more reserved. Um, and I'm really excited to see where you take the designs going forward because Brad drew both. He drew Tilly in her dog form. He drew Tilly in the anime for anime girl form, and he also drew Prickles as well. So our logo was drawn by him, but the setup of the logo and the way that it's laid out was actually done by a good friend of ours, um, the Darling Wordsmith, who uh, is a writer and also um, makes. Um, novel covers like she does the designs for people's covers um, for their books Um, and yeah her links are on the website along with a little bit more about um, Tilly and Prickles and also um, some uh, other images of them along with some other kinds of art and stuff that we've done so yeah go check out the website if you're interested in any of that Um, but yeah I (coughs) bbanime.com yeah forgot to say the website go check out the website what is the website though um but yeah anyway I guess we'll I guess we'll I'll hand it over to you there Brad um to find out uh what's been happening in the world of anime right now so what's been happening in the world of anime is actually slight sparse I know shocker with everything that's been going on however there were a few things that I picked out that I thought would be interesting So, Mm -hmm. back about, let's see here, I'd say it was probably four or five months ago. My perception of time could be royally fucked. I'm not sure. (laughs) But it was one of the last times that I came to Cleveland before I moved in and went to the theaters to see, what was it that I went to see? We went to see something. I like to drag my friends to the theaters to watch anime films. That's just what I do. That's my thing. Even if I have to buy the tickets and forcefully drag them there, it's going to (laughs) happen. Anyway, so I saw a preview of a really interesting looking film called Ride Your Wave. And that film is going to be released digitally and on home video on August 4th. It was done by Shout Factory and G-Kids. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited. It looks great. 
The story behind it was absolutely phenomenal. I'll have to send you the trailer after this so you can take a look at it. Because once it actually mm-hmm. drops on video, I'd like to cover it. Like, it looks phenomenal. And the animation style is beautiful. Mm. Yeah, that sounds great. And then for the second week in a row, Lisa's Demon Slayer song, Gurringe? We discussed mm-hmm. this last week. Either way, second week in a row has sat at number one on the weekly charts. Ooh. So... It deserves it, though. It's excellent. Yeah. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, completely. Completely. And then for the next piece of news, Funimation has announced that it's going to hold Funimation Con virtually oh. this year from July 3rd through the 4th. Interesting. Interesting. I, I didn't think that they were going to hold the convention at all, but I'm curious as to what they're going to do for for that. Do you have any details? So it says the company describes the event as a two-day stream of cosplay meetups, industry panels, Q&A sessions, and more with industry guests, including voice actors and a variety of other anime-related programming. Right. Okay. Okay. That makes me curious about the um, the cosplay meetups. Like, how are they going to do that? Just like have people cosplay in their houses, like the the top cosplayers that they would have asked to come to the event or given them passes or whatever, have them cosplay in their houses and, and live stream it kind of thing to the site? like Maybe like a Zoom type setup, because I know Zoom yeah. is really popular with like live stream get-togethers and whatnot yeah. right now. So it definitely seems like it would be a possibility. Mm-hmm. So just have like a virtual party of just people that can hop in. I That makes me wonder about pricing though because i assume that people would have pre-ordered a lot of tickets to the event like i know for my local anime convention you can pre-order tickets as soon as the last convention was over so like a a year in advance you can get tickets for the entire day because they hold it into in a place like either in conjunction with a hotel or before when it was just a small convention they used to hold university in a university and then they used to have some dorms available for people that were that had bought like the vip tickets i guess you could call them um and then they in included in that ticket price would also be a place to stay in the university on site over the three-day convention um so Mm -hmm. with funimation i'd assume that there's some kind of um a higher price ticket with that as well. But because you're not getting all of those extras and everyone that has pre-ordered their tickets, even just like the regular package, just pre-ordering it, it makes me wonder if those people are going to get refunded, if they're going to get refunded part of the money, if their tickets are going to like carry on over to next year's convention. Because I'm assuming that Funimation isn't going to want to lose the money. Like, because right now they're not really releasing any kind of anime because everything's been postponed. And uh, then with the convention as well, yeah, they're not going to want to lose any money. So I doubt they're going to want to do a full refund. So it makes me curious as to how they're doing that, if they're just like holding it over or if they're like supplementing it with we will send you a package or you'll get a private meeting with someone. Because like people are going to have pre-ordered like signing tickets and stuff to like their favorite voice actors and stuff as well. I don't know. It just makes me very curious how they're doing that. Mm, agreed um but i know most conventions have just straight up been just refunding the money yeah so i would assume that's just what happened there and then the virtual convention will be probably available for everyone right because i think that would be their best opportunity to try to make up some or like just use it as like ad opportunity yeah sponsorships to be able to recoup a lot of the money Mm -hmm. yeah so I think that would probably be in their best interest because, of course, you know, with ads, sponsorships, everything else, the more traffic, the better. Mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> yeah. Well, it does make me curious then about 2021, if then next year's convention, they still hold the in-person convention, but then have more of an understanding of how to live stream it and are more comfortable with it. And more parts of it might then be live streamed for then sponsorship deals and things like that online as well and make it more of a online thing with an in-person event as well because they would already have had the experience of this year Mm -hmm. and i mean that would that would probably be a like it would be a really good opportunity for them to kind of branch out and also get more people involved Mm -hmm. because i know with a lot of stuff like that like once the stuff sold out there's a lot of people that are disappointed yeah yeah. So to give them an opportunity to sit in on the panels, or even if you did it as like a paid thing, like if people just wanted to listen in on a live stream of the panels and whatnot, they could pay an amount. Yeah. Well, it makes sense be because I mean, it. so it's a thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But within person conventions, obviously, <laughs> only people within a certain radius of that convention are going to be the majority of people that go. You're not going to get that many international people going to a convention. You know, like, okay, Comic Con. Like, you're not going to get, uh, like, San Diego Comic Con. You're not going to get that many people outside of America going to that convention compared to the amount of people that are just coming locally, you know? So mm-hmm. in, to me, focusing on online broadcasting this year to really get that under your belt and then next year continuing to do them in conjunction with each other makes sense because it increases the amount of traffic to your convention. People that are like, oh, well, I, I kind of want to go, but I don't really know what it's going to be like. Well, they're going to watch one year and then it might incentivize them to go in person next year, you know? Mm-hmm. Because I know a lot of people, they are, like, almost afraid to go to conventions because they're, like, it's a really large venue. You don't know if you'll have anybody to go with you. Mm-hmm. You're kind of afraid of it. And even I was like that for a while. Mm-hmm. But so it would be an opportunity to kind of get an idea of the atmosphere mm-hmm. and everything that goes on to kind of decide if it would be for you. Yeah. So it's definitely... It's definitely an idea, and I hope that it does work out that way just for, I mean, just for one, so more people can be involved and, like, kind of be a part of it, but two, just so everybody can kind of dip their toes in and see if that's something for them Mm -hmm. and an opportunity to kind of push themselves out of their comfort zone a little bit and be able to experience it, because I've heard it's a great time. Yeah. 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 Uh, I know, like, a lot of the times, um, things like... Uh, the largest conventions and um, you see it a lot with like music festivals um, for instance like Coachella is a great example um, a few years ago Coachella used to be this like indie you know you go there uh, as like a hippie kind of person like it's not mainstream to go um, kind of thing and then as it picks up steam you hear um those original people that used to go no longer go because it's no longer cool anymore or whatever because it's not indie um and it's become mainstream and i see that a lot with large conventions as well um especially ones that happen in california i find that this is like a a common thing that happens there is that there'll be like my favorite cosplay models or whatever will go to this convention a couple of years in a row and then the next year they don't go to that convention because it's gotten like too big or whatever um and and it takes away some of that like greetiness to it i guess um Mm -hmm. and so uh they end up not going but i think having an online broadcast might be a way for them to still for the conventions to still increase their people and increase their um, funding and money, income, um, but also to 
try and keep it a little bit maybe smaller in person. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, yeah, for sure. It'll definitely be interesting to see how everything moves forward. Mm-hmm. And then, so I know we've talked about this a little bit for the past couple of podcasts about how, like, animes are getting delayed due to not being finished mm-hmm. and whatnot because it's more of a week-to-week basis. However, we do have a list of the current season's animes that are supposedly finished, and that's why they're able to keep broadcasting. Oh, okay. This is new. So, you have Brand New Animal, Art, Ascendance of a Bookworm, Dropkick on My Devil, My Next Life as a Villainess, which is great. I really enjoy it. <laughs> Seeing Yesterday for Me, Tower of God, and my personal favorite of the season so far, Kaguya-sama Love is War Season 2. Mm. Because that anime makes me so happy. I, I love it so much. It's an absolutely hilarious rom-com. Oh, awesome. It's wonderful. I love it. Yeah. Well, and I'm then, super glad that we now have a clear list of things that we can, like, like we know now. Because it was always a question of, do I want to start watching this anime because I'm going to get four episodes in and then I, I'm going to have to wait? Um, and so that's personally why I've kind of taken it a little bit of a backseat this season. Um, because I'm like, well, I don't want to, I'm a, such a binger that when I start watching an anime, I have to finish it. Um, I'm not good with cliffhangers. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so it's nice that we know now uh, which ones um, are watchable. And it's going to be interesting to see if they get more views on the first episode now that this list has been officially released. I'd be intrigued to see if those animes do get like a spike of people beginning to watch them now because they know for sure that it's going to finish. For sure. Now, the biggest thing about this list, though, is that it's not 100% confirmed. They just Ooh. had certain people in certain departments saying that they're finished up with their work. Very right. specifically, Tower of God and Kaguya-sama, because it's been animators on Tower of God that said they're finished. Mm-hmm. And then the animation producer reported on Kaguya-sama that their work was finished. Okay. So it's a situation of all of it may not be 100% done, but they're really close to having it wrapped. Awesome. Okay. So Yeah. Well, at least then if, if they don't Mhm. Well, at least then if they don't get it maybe out on as regular of a schedule as they were originally planning, it's still they'll still be able to get it out sooner than things that have completely been canceled after like one or two episodes. Mm, and especially if it's the animation part that's basically done. Mm-hmm. then I think as far as a show goes, which I'm not 100% certain because I, I don't know everything that goes into the making of one of these, but if the animation is done, then that's basically the hardest part of it, if I'm not mistaken, because then you just have editing with the sound effects and everything else. And the voice acting and everything like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the voice acting, yeah, all of the editing and voice acting and stuff, and stuff so long as people have home studios oh my god my stomach just growled so loud i'm sorry if you heard that um, editing brad leave that in <laughs> no don't. that actually surprised me oh my god i was not expecting that stomach okay geez i know i'm wearing high-waisted jeans today that are like kind of pressing on my stomach a little bit but that was intense <laughs> um um what i was saying oh yeah at home studios yeah if people have at home studios then most of the editing stuff and voice acting stuff should be able to be finished remotely rather than having to go into an office building. But the amount of people that are actually going to have at-home studios 
especially in in Japan, is going to be interesting because, like, for you and I, it makes sense for us to have at-home studios. For instance, we both have at-home studios for voice acting, podcast recording, editing, streaming, all of that kind of stuff because, um, like, we, we run it ourselves and, like, I don't know about you, but it's quite a drive for me to get to my local sound studio to be able to record something for, for a voice acting thing. But in Japan, it's different than that. Like, the, the people don't tend to keep these kinds of things at home. So, yeah, it would be interesting to see... Um, it would be interesting to know how many people in Japan have at-home studios that they work on all their stuff from just at home and they don't go to an office or anything. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. So it'll be... <clears throat> and also, if they do have at-home studios, how the like vocal quality mm-hmm. is going to be affected, if at all. Yeah. Because I know even what we do is different than what would happen if we had like one of those... Like even one of those twenty or thirty thousand dollar like in home studio booths yeah. that one hundred percent like block out all noise. Yeah. So it would be interesting just to see like how much different the whole situation and setup would be and how it will affect if it even does, because it may not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. It's, it's interesting to think about, for sure. I'd be interested mm-hmm. to know the ratio of people that have um like the, of, I'd, I'd be interested to know the ratio of voice actors that have at-home studios in North America compared to around the rest of the world. Because I feel like in North America, it is a lot more common to have these kinds of things at home uh, because you have a lot more space generally in houses. Um, houses are just made bigger um, in in general. You have... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's, it's more common to spend a lot of money on electronics, I think, out, out here than it, at least it was in the UK for me. Like, growing up, it wasn't super common. I mean, that might have just changed because of the times, so maybe it, it's different now, but I feel like I feel like things are kind of different globally on that, and I would be interested to just see the stats on that. Mm, because I know there's a few, like, American voice actors that I follow on Instagram, and they have in-home booths. Mm-hmm. So, um, like you said, I'm curious to see what the ratio is and how many people do. Yeah. But then... Outside of that, I have one piece of video game news because it's very near and dear to my heart. So, yeah, Demo is getting a sequel. Oh, that, okay. That makes me so happy. Nice. <laughs> like, I cannot express how happy that makes me because Demo is my favorite rhythm game of all time. And the reason I bring it up on the podcast is because all of the artwork in it is hand animated. Oh, Nice. And every song, every piece that's in it is drawn differently. Mm-hmm. And it's so pretty. It's Aww. beautifully done. And I I just adore it so much. It's awesome. So nice. good. Yeah. So, yeah, I figured that deserved being brought up on the podcast. And then that wraps it up for news. That wraps it up As far as I'm news. concerned. Nice. It does. Um, well, before we jump right into the anime, I have one very important question to ask you um, that I think I asked you last week but can't remember the answer to. Um, have you ever watched a sports anime before? I have not. This no. Well, I've never watched one all the way through. Right. I've seen the one that's on badminton and I've started Haikyuu, but I'm only right. like a four or five episodes into Haikyuu. Right. Okay. So this is my first time watching one. All the way from through. From start to finish. Okay. So um, one thing that uh, I will say is that I kind of ca- classify sports animes into two different categories. You mm-hmm. have the supernatural sports animes. Uh, fantastic examples of that are um, things like Ice Shield 21, where um, you have an American footballer who has basically 
Super Saiyan abilities um, on the field. And it's great fun, but they're unattainable human achievements that happen. Or like in Prince of Tennis, where a lot of the things are possible um, that they can do, but it's just not practical in a tennis game. But in the anime, um, it is used as like a this is my secret weapon kind of thing, but you would never see that in an actual tennis game because it's not practical or reasonable to use that. Um, mm-hmm. But then you also have what I consider my slice of sports animes, which is what Dive is. It's like a slice of life, but a sport <clears throat> anime. It's very realistic, very like ordinary and normal and just following people's lives. And that's what Dive is. Um, and yeah, and so... It was very interesting for me to see your messages that you sent to me about this anime um, because of that difference in the two different types of sports animes. Mm, And which I was purposefully vague Mm -hmm. and also like very misleading with it because (laughs) I purposefully made you like, like want to think that I hated it. Oh, (laughs) but I like I didn't I didn't hate it. No? Okay, good. I didn't... We'll discuss it more whenever it comes time to give it a rating and whatnot. I didn't love it either. Okay, right. And I realized that I chose the sport, so part of that is on me. Mm -hmm. But the show, in my opinion, didn't live up to my expectations, and Mm -hmm. a lot of that is due to how it ended. So we'll we'll get to that here shortly. But the ending felt like a cop-out to me yeah yeah i okay yeah i i kind of get where you're coming from on there um yeah so first of all i guess i'll give a quick description oh no wait background we gotta do background yeah background on the show (laughs) so the show was originally a novel series written Mm -hmm. by ito mori Mm -hmm. it was published by kodansha Mm -hmm. and its original run ran from April 20th of 2000 through August 8th of 2002 for a total mm-hmm. of four volumes. Mm-hmm. And now, here's the interesting bit about the background of the show. So the manga has two different sets of runs, and they mm. are drastically far apart. So the first run of the manga was written by Itomori again, mm-hmm. and it ran in the Weekly Shonen from 2007 to 2008 mm-hmm. for a total of five volumes. But then mm-hmm. it was picked up again in July of 2017 and is still running to this day mm-hmm. for at least a total of one volume. However, this time it's being published in English mm. as well. Interesting. So, and there's also a live action film that was yes. released in 2008. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes... Okay. I wonder how that would be. Yeah. um, So my understanding, what I've kind of figured out on my own, I don't actually know how much of this is true. This is just kind of my thoughts on it. I believe that this anime was used as promotion for the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. Um, Mm -hmm. And I believe that um, the reason why it ended the way that it did is because I think that they were going to have the Olympics in 2020 figure out what the medal standing was, and then maybe continue the anime. But mm-hmm. I don't think that they wanted to, to like, kind of fit, wrap it up and, and change things um, until 
the Olympics has already happened. But now, because of what's happened and the fact that Tokyo 2020 is not going to happen, um, and it may not even happen in 2021, um, and if it mm. doesn't happen in 2021, it's not happening in Tokyo. Um, it's I'm very interested to see if they if we just never hear anything again from this concept from this from this anime from this series because mm-hmm. yeah it was very very much based around reaching the 2020 olympics in tokyo and and so yeah it does make sense to me that the movie came out in 2008 because i think that's the year that it was confirmed for 2020 no mm-hmm. maybe not maybe it was the following olympics that was confirmed i think it was 2012 because i think the 2016 olympics were in was it beijing yes because I know that that's where the like anime was set for the Beijing Olympics. No, was it? It's for Tokyo. I, th- I, th- I thought it was set for Beijing, or at least that's what I got out of. Because the training camp was in Beijing. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I just. So that's what I got. I got, out of I got it. that so it was it in be... Tokyo. I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm all wrong. Maybe I'm all wrong. <laughs> I. You see, I could be all wrong too, but I mean, considering how long it takes to put an anime series mm-hmm. out and the fact that the anime came out, which segueing into talking about when the anime came out, <laughs> <laughs> the anime ran from July of 2017 through September of 2017. Mm-hmm. So it would have been in the works all through the time of the Beijing Olympics. Right. And again, that's if the Beijing Olympics was 2016. I don't know. I didn't do enough research yeah, it going was into Beijing. this. It was London 2012, Beijing 2016. Aha, I have somewhat of a memory and not the memory of a goldfish. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that's what I got. I, I could be completely wrong for all I know. However, this is what I will say. The fact that this was, was licensed by yeah, Amazon was. was frustrating. <laughs> it <laughs> took me forever to find where I could watch this damn show. Yeah, I and I, that's why it makes me think that it was used as promotion for the Olympics for a Japanese team. Mm-hmm. Um, was because you don't see it much these days. Um, it didn't really go much internationally, and mm-hmm. um, uh, it's not on like Crunchyroll or any of the other big streaming sites, mm-hmm. which makes me think that it was more of like a promotional thing as opposed to a legitimate sports anime, um, which I think is kind of upsetting because i do think it's good um it's just i don't know i just i i i see it kind of as like a, a pretty good anime you know i think uh, people that are interested in sports animes would get a kick out of this mm-hmm. and also people that are into diving like i think they would really enjoy this yeah well there's not much coverage on uh, although okay okay so um one thing i will say is that throughout the anime it's less so about scores um and technique um and the actual sports side of things this is a sports anime that is very very much about sports psychology um and uh the people's lives that's why i consider it very much a slice of sport because i would say it's even like 70 percent slice of life 30 percent sport um although it is completely surrounded by sport like the it is a sport anime like you don't really interact with them outside of the world of diving um, a lot of it is based on the psychology mm. as opposed to like, you need to master this technique. Now you need to master this technique. You need to get this point and this point, you know, like it wasn't, it's not really like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think it, people would, I think people would enjoy this. I think it's a good anime. It was good. Mm-hmm. That, that's, 
I'm trying not to be harsh on it because it's No, no, be harsh, be realistic. Like, like I want to know your actual opinions. Like it's I'm getting way ahead of myself on this, but it sits at a 6 for me. Right. Like I can't okay. I can't that's rate fair. it any higher and part of me still feels like that's being generous, but it right. like it made me start to care about the main character, mm-hmm. but it I don't know, like I couldn't there was nothing that fully got me invested. Like, I feel like finishing up the show yesterday almost felt more like a chore to me. Right. Than actually. Yeah, I feel you on like, that. Like, I was, <laughs> I was more looking forward to watching my hero with Walker once he actually got off work <laughs> than I was yeah. getting through the show. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you on that. Um, it's very interesting. Yeah, because I did, um, the way that we chose this anime was um, that I said, okay, we're going to do a sports anime this week. And I sent Brad a list of sports. I said, pick a sport. I sent him, what did I send you? I sent you baseball, basketball, American football, football. Um, uh, I sent you rugby, um tennis like literally a whole list of anime and anybody who knows me knows that i'm part fish okay yeah i I even i sent you swimming because we could have watched free i i don't remember seeing swimming if swimming had been on there i probably would have chose that one i don't remember seeing swimming did i not if you you didn't send me swimming i probably looked right over it because i saw dive and i was like you know it's springtime Mm -hmm. i want to go swim Therefore, okay. diving. <laughs> I might, I actually might not have sent you swimming because I think I was choosing things that only had one season mm-hmm. um, because I didn't want us to jump into, because like Free, I think, has three seasons and like two movies. Mm-hmm. And Haikyuu, I didn't send you volleyball because I remember thinking, oh, well, we're going to do like a whole, because I think that's at four seasons now. Um, we're going to do a whole thing on on Haikyuu and like so I think I purposefully avoided sending you things that have like a bunch of seasons um like mm-hmm. I didn't send you um like when I was sending you baseball and basketball and um uh baseball basketball American football and um tennis I wasn't going to talk to you about major or Major 2, which is the one that's just come out now, because I would want you to watch Major before we went into Major 2. Mm. Um, and I wasn't going to give you um, Prince of Tennis. I wasn't going to give you I Shall 21. I wasn't going to give you um, uh, Kuroko no Basuke. Uh, like, there there were quite a few Slam Dunk that I wasn't going to... Although Slam Dunk's great. We'll have to get on that one. Um yeah, there were some that I weren't going to give you because they, they take up such a large amount of time. And this one was 12 episodes, so. Mm. So, yeah, that might have been my fault as well. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, okay, so so the storyline of Dive is following a 14-year-old diver, um, Tomoki, who I will now refer to as Tomo. Um, and don't worry, this is no spoilers, just basic storyline. Um, and uh, the rest of the members at his club um, the club is going to be shut down if they don't get an athlete into the Olympics this coming Olympics, which is in two years, 18, uh, 18 months at the beginning of the anime. So they've got 18 months to get um, an athlete into the Olympics qualified um, or else their club is going to be shut down. And um, uh, Yuichi is like their lead diver in the club and he is the son of the head coach at the club. 
Um, and his dad uh, was also an Olympian, or was an Olympian, um, and his son is aiming to become an Olympian like his dad. Um, and he was basically raised in the water. And it's just following Tomo, uh, Yuichi, um, and a couple of other characters through their life um, as they go through the trials and tribulations of being teenagers um, who are sacrificing all of their social life, um, sacrificing uh, their education um, and uh, their relationship with their families, um, everything so that they can be an Olympic athlete. Um, and uh, yeah, it's about their struggles. It's about um, this. I think there's two meets in it. Like normally it's based more around the sport. Like if you watch things like Haikyuu, a lot of it is based around the sport. A lot of it is based around the competition, less so about their backstories. Um especially in the later seasons of Haikyuu. Uh, but this is mainly about their backstories, mainly about their relationships, very little about the actual competitions. You'll notice that the competitions are only very, very short parts of the episodes. Um, so yeah, if you're watching something to watch the competitions, this is not the anime for you. But if you like <coughs> sports psychology, I would recommend giving this a watch because it does deal with young athletes and um, legitimate troubles that they experience um, through being such a high-quality athlete in such a small sport. Mm -hmm. so yeah i think that's probably where i'm gonna put up the spoiler warning and i guess we will uh jump right into discussing dive because i'm very intrigued to know about uh, your opinion brad um to know about yeah what you thought should have been different about the um anime um and yeah why you give it a six out of ten rating um so yeah if you guys don't want to know about any more about the anime you want to go watch it for yourself i re recommend uh pausing here going and watching it and then coming right back um and listening to us discuss it and break it down a little bit further so yeah spoiler warning is officially up okay so time to go ham okay Our okay what? i want to hear this <sighs> okay first of all the brother asshole I hate He's him. such an asshole. I'm with you. Like, literally, I have I have seen bread develop more character than this person. This, this And when dude he appears at the end again, the... and it's just like you and he's like, oh, oh yeah, okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Like biggest piece of <laughs> shit I have ever mm -hmm. seen. Like garbage terrible i hate him yeah the girlfriend or ex-girlfriend yeah <sighs> me like i <sighs> it's, so, it's bad. so bad and it's storytelling like this that just made me hate but it. the thing about it like it's... the thing about what i will say about it is they're 14 and i could see 14 year olds doing this <sighs> like, like do you remember middle I school can? relationships like this is a thing that happens in middle school like that's it's so bad, but like it does, it does reflect their age, you know. I mean, it does, but that doesn't help. No, <laughs> your lion April did relationships right, and that was middle. Yeah, school. but they were dying. What 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 this show did? Like, I I get yeah. it. Okay, this show was very grounded yeah. in reality. It's super real. So, yeah, like it, like it gets like. It did a really good job with, like, staying true yeah. to the real world. Like, none of the dives were outlandish. Like, it's shit that you would legitimately see yeah. people do. So I get it. But it doesn't make it fun but, to watch. <laughs> no. it. Like I said, like, it, 
it was a bore to get through. Yeah. Like, the more I sit here and talk about it, the lower I'm going to rate oh, it. Oh, no. <laughs> Just because I'm seeing more and more wrong yeah. with it as yeah. I go. The soundtrack was not impressive. No, I have to say I didn't take any note the, of the soundtrack. So, yeah, it blended into the background for me. The animation was lackluster on everything but the water. Yeah. However, I take issue with the water animation because the way it reflected off of the people. Yeah. Yeah, I did notice that as well. Like it made that, them look like they had, like, mermaid fins, gills, like, um, scales. Like, on their yeah. sides, like, on their abs, like, you would just see, like, little bitty wave reflections. And I'm like, what is, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, <laughs> well, you know what's funny is I think that they were trying to get, okay, so you know, like, the heavy, heavy fandom of Free and Haikyuu and um, mm-hmm. uh, Yuri on Ice. I think mm-hmm. that they were trying to get a little bit of that. Um, but this should have just been a sport anime um, and shouldn't have been kind of fan service-y. Um, and I think it was a, a little bit fan service-y, trying to, trying to be a little bit fan service-y. And I don't think that, I think it should have, they should have focused on the sport psychology. Yeah, like if they, like, they really tried mm-hmm. with the storytelling. Like, I will mm-hmm. give them that. They, like, they gave it. I mean, I don't want to say they gave it their all because this director, since we didn't talk about it, this director has worked on some really good stuff. Mm. Like, where'd my list go? Since we didn't talk about it, I'd already closed up my phone. Sorry about that. I distracted. (laughs) You good? So, science fell in love, so I tried to prove it. It's a great rom-com. I enjoyed it. My roommate is a cat. Mm. I adored that anime. It's adorable. It's about a kitty cat. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can't go mm-hmm. wrong. And then the pet girl of Sakura So, it used to be on Hulu. I don't know where it is now, mm-hmm. but it was really good. Mm-hmm. Like the stuff that this dude worked on, Psychopath. Oh wow, okay. So he's he's done yeah. stuff for some like really good anime, and yet seeing this, I was just like, I I don't get the direction. That they went with it because, like I said, like the story, like you can tell they mm-hmm. tried, like it was very grounded in realism, yeah. but it they never fleshed anything out enough, yeah. And like how we talked about with the ending, like it was a cop out that last episode could have been stretched into at least another. So, do one. you think that they should have made this a 24 episode anime as opposed to a 12 episode? I'd at least say a core and mm-hmm. a half, like give us. 18 Mm -hmm. episodes give us 15 Mm -hmm. episodes like there was so much stuff that they left out Mm -hmm. and quote-unquote left up to the imagination that it like i don't know it and here's the thing i wanted to Mm -hmm. like it like this is the first sports anime that i sat down and tried. i'm so upset this is the first one that you watched and you don't like it like and Here's, here's the thing. It doesn't leave a bad taste in my mouth because I really enjoyed what I watched of the badminton anime. Yeah. I really enjoyed what I watched of Haikyuu. Mm-hmm. This just did not live up to expectations. And I feel like a part of that's my fault. Like I had built it up in mm-hmm. my head of it was going to be something that it wasn't. But the story was just, it was poorly paced. It I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, I don't want to sit here and rag it the whole time, especially after saying I give it a six. But now I look at it and I want to give it like a two. (laughs) Aww. Nah, it's not a two, but it definitely goes down to a five the longer I sit here and rant rave. Because 
I can rant more than I can say good things okay. about it. <laughs> I, so I, it gets a five. What I'm going to say is I'm a sucker for a happy ending. Yes, the ending is a cop-out, but it made me happy. <laughs> so I remember when I first watched this, because I've watched this through twice. Um, I watched it through once on my own time and then once for this review. Um, so that's how I need to recommend it to Brad as one of the lists. Um, and when I first watched it through, I rated it very, very highly. I went back on my, because I have a Anime Planet, I think it is, account, Um where I record everything that I watch, and after I watch them the first time, I rate them. And because I rated it right after I finished watching it, I rated it really high. Um, <laughs> because the ending just makes you feel good. At least it made me feel good. Um, and I, it did this time as well. But I agree, mid-watching it, I stopped, and I had to take a break. And if I have to take a break from an anime, not such a good sign. So, yeah, looking at it objectively, I wouldn't score it incredibly high. Um, Watching it through a second time, I wouldn't score it as high. But I have to give it credit for the fact that when I watched it the first time through and I got to that ending, I was happy about it. So, yeah, I'm going to give it credit there. But um, And I do think that it's realistic. That's one thing I really want to stress on this, is that this anime is incredibly realistic to how people act in certain situations and how teenagers react. And, like, these aren't... From my experience of sports animes, a lot of the time the characters act a lot older than they are, just in anime in general, but in sports animes as well. And this show is a rare one, where you see a 14-year-old acting like a 14-year-old, his younger brother acting like an asshole as a 14-year-old. You see a 17-year-old acting like a 17-year-old. And you see... I mean, it's... it's You see people acting like how they act in real life. And sometimes people... Like, I don't think a lot of people want to necessarily watch people how they act in real life on their alone time as well. So maybe that's a negative for some people. They want to see people be, like incredible and do things that they can't do but this isn't that kind of anime it's just people that just are people it's a real slice of life anyway so like i have watched Mm -hmm. anime that's based off Mm -hmm. of real life orange Mm -hmm. is one of well for the most part it's based off real life there's like one supernatural element to Mm -hmm. it but outside of that like the story is very grounded Mm -hmm. in real life like, it's a situation of what would you do if this happened? And it's like, it has you gripped the entire time. Like, I've had shows that are just very based in realism. And it's all based around school. And it's all how people around that time would mm-hmm. act. But it just... This wasn't it for you? Like, it really mm-hmm. wasn't. And I don't know. I feel like maybe if I watched it through a second time, I might appreciate it a Mm -hmm. little bit more, but it's just how the ending, just the last thing I saw, like, is it a happy ending? Yes. But did it, like, did it make me angry? Yes. (laughs) I do have to say, I think that the ending is the least realistic thing um, throughout the the anime. Yeah, it's it's very, very, very realistic up until the ending. Um, And... Yeah, that's why I think that they should have added more episodes and taken a little bit more time with it. But I do also think that it was just a promotional thing. I think that this is a promotional anime used for the Olympics. And um, because of that, it didn't need to be much more than it was. Um, It didn't need to be the best anime of the season. It just needed to get people's eyes excited 
for the future, you know, and looking mm-hmm. at a sport that maybe doesn't have as much funding or recognition as a lot of other sports. Um, and I think that they fully accomplished that. And if that's what it was, then kudos to it. Mm-hmm. It did its job. Yeah. But, like, as someone who, like, doesn't necessarily, like, look forward to the Olympics, I was looking forward to it this year because I was actually going to pay attention a bit more. Yeah. And look into it, but as, like, I more or less just watch it just to see the competition. Like, I don't care who wins or loses. Like, I don't have that sense of national pride of, yeah, go America and Mm -hmm. all that other stuff. No. Like, it's just, like, I want to see athletes at their best compete. Yeah. Like, that's literally it. So, like, as someone who doesn't necessarily care about the Olympics in general, like, that didn't, like, strike me, Mm -hmm. I guess. But... Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I feel like I'm, I'm shit talking more than I need to be. It's not a bad anime. It's good. Like, um, it's, it's good. Yeah, I think the thing about it is, is that I am such a huge sports person and I'm such a huge Olympics person. I love the Olympics. It was the reason why I was going to Japan um, this year. Um, it's the reason why I'm hoping to be able to get out next year as well. Um yeah, the the I I want to go see the Olympics so bad. I want to go see the World Cup. I want to go to events where athletes are amazing and at the best of their abilities. And um, I've watched diving since I was very very small. And uh, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. But anyways, before we keep going on about that, I guess we'll jump into going a quick description episode by episode. I will say that the descriptions of these episodes, we're probably not going to be discussing this for as long as we normally do and going in depth because. Um, there isn't much to talk about in the sense that the episodes aren't um, packed full of a lot of stuff. Um, There's a lot of visuals, there's a lot of breaks, there's a lot of longer conversations. It's kind of a slow-paced anime. Um, Yeah, we're not going to be... It's it's not... There isn't as much to talk about. There just isn't. And it's not a bad thing. It's just that's how the anime was laid out. And I liked it. I liked it. yeah, so we have Tomoki, who is who I'm going to refer to as Tomo from here on out. Um, he is 14, and he uh, starts off the show by being eight years old. <laughs> he's 14, but he's now eight. Um, and he <laughs> uh, walks over to a fence, and he looks up and he sees what he calls a concrete dragon. And at the top of the concrete dragon is Suichi, who is um, diving. And he goes, ah, oh, so cool, Sugoi, uh, I want to dive too. And so Yuichi goes over to him and he says, you want to dive? Okay, dive. And um, he joins the diving club. And that's the start of Tomoki's diving-ness tip. Um, and it basically just goes into talking about the fact that, um, oh yeah, so Tomoki walks to the club. He's now back 14 years old. It was just a quick flashback in the beginning. Um, and, uh, he is with a girl named Mew and, uh, she wants to see him dive, but he says no and kind of runs away a little bit and it's awkward, but you can see that he's kind of like not super invested in the conversation with her and he just wants to go dive. And then, um, you find out that the chairman of the club, um, MDC, the club's name, um, has passed away. Um, and because of that, Yoichi, uh, who is kind of like the best diver at the club, he's the oldest as well, um, has to qualify for the Olympics to keep the club's doors open because the new chairman 
um, will shut down the club if they don't produce an Olympian, which is a common thing for small clubs. Um, and uh, you find out that he, his father was an Olympic athlete um, and that there's a lot of pressure on him. Um, and that's very quickly explained from the beginning. Uh, but he seems to be handling the pressure really well. Um, then you learn about the trio, which are the the junior high trio, who a lot of their story I'm not going to really discuss. So if you want to know more about the three of them, um, I would watch the anime because there are other things that I found that were more more important in the anime than their trio. But I also do find their dynamic super interesting and realistic. So yeah, that's one point that I would recommend going and watching the anime for. Um, but basically, Tomo, um, who is our main character, uh, when he first started diving, he was in a trio of like the junior high students, or they weren't junior high at the time, but like there were three kids in the same year that were all diving. Um, and he was kind of like the weakling of the three. They kind of, you know, babied him a little bit, and um, and he wasn't the best. Um, and the other two ended up progressing faster. They grew taller than him. You know, he's just kind of a little bit. Uh, but Tomo is actually more dedicated to the practice. Um, and uh, then one day, Yochi goes up to him and he says, hey, are you like not opening your eyes when you're diving? You should open your eyes when you're diving so you can spot the water. And so Tomo opens his eyes. Um, and uh, then, yeah, that's like not an important point in that episode, but it becomes important, important later, later that he learned that. Um and then all of a sudden they find out that um, there is a coach coming from America, a new female coach, who I'm just going to call coach from now on. Um, and uh, she's coming from America and it's all very interesting as to what's happening. And then um, you find out about Tomo, the the girl at the beginning that he walked to the diving club with, uh, Mew, he's actually dating her uh, because she confessed to him and not because he loves her. Um, she confessed to him, he felt awkward, so he accepted, uh, because what teenage boy <laughs> wouldn't feel awkward in that situation? Um, and, uh, yeah, but his head is all on diving. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so, so Tomo thinks that the beautiful woman, the coach, is there to shut them down, but she's actually the coach for the Tokyo Olympics. So yeah, she's, she's gonna then coach them to become Olympic athletes. And that's basically the first episode. It's very chill. Um, it's just establishing characters, uh, establishing the circumstance, getting you to know that the club's on the line, um, and introducing you to the characters. Um, and that's why I'm saying, like, I don't think that we're gonna be discussing this very long on the episodes because, there isn't much to discuss. I don't know. So episode two um, is uh, basically just reaffirming that if none of them make it to the Olympics, the club will be shut down. Um, Coach is uh, really tough in teaching them. Um, She's teaching them body alignment, stuff that they didn't normally learn. So they were just like diving, jumping off the board and diving into the water. And she's now teaching them um, all about their body alignments, um, and she's really harsh on them. And the trio is like now being like, okay, well, what's going on with her? She's just coming up, invading all of our space, and and um, uh, yeah, invading our space and and being all harsh, and we don't even know her or whatever. Like, who does she think she is? Um, but she ends up pulling Tomo aside and just basically telling him that she that he is double jointed, and that that is a good thing when it comes to diving. Um, and so. Uh, the that's when you first start seeing one of the members of the trio kind of looking at Tomo a little bit funny because she pulled him aside and was like, why why did she pull you aside? She gives them an independent training program, um, but Tomo is the only one who actually 
does it. Um, and uh, this is when you first start seeing the sports psychology kind of thing start taking effect um, for children in competitive sport because Tomo's working really, really hard on this independent training program and people stop inviting him places. Like throughout the beginning of the first couple of episodes, you see him uh, with friends. They're inviting him. Oh, what, do you want to come to our house tonight? Oh, you have practice again. Oh, that sucks. Do you want to come to our place? Oh, you have practice. That sucks. Do you want to go to Convini? And no. Okay, cool. Um, and then you see very quickly that when the training program is taking up all of his extra time, um, they just stop inviting him places. Um, and then skip to a new location. We have a cliff diver who I never wrote his real name down the entire notes. Uh, I just call him Cliff. Um, so because he's a cliff diver. So, um, yeah, Cliff. Um, and he only dives in the ocean. He's, he's just a cliff diver, only dives in the ocean. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's all you kind of get to see of him in that episode. It's mainly focusing around Tomo. Um, who is, yeah, he's the only one who's doing the, the training out of the 3 Um, and this is where you first start to see Tomo's brother making a move on Mew, uh, because basically he comes back from practice one day, he goes upstairs, um, and, uh, and, uh, his brother says something snarky to him, and so Tomo just goes, about Mew, and Tomo just goes, well, why don't you ask her out if you think that you're so much better than me. And his brother kind of mumbles under his breath, I already did. Um, and Tomo doesn't hear it. Um, but that was like the first little hint that brother is not good character. We don't like him. So they're not twins. They are in the same year of school. Um, uh, but they're not, they're not twins. They're just very, very close in age. Um, and yeah, so then Cliff Diver, um, is then introduced to the club. Um, and he does his wild dive. So basically, the story around him um, is that he lived out in the country and used to jump off of this cliff into the ocean. He's only ever done ocean dives. Um, and uh, so he he doesn't have like any kind of nice form to his dives. He's got a huge splash when he enters, enters the water, which in diving is not a good thing. You want um, uh, no splash pretty much on your dive. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's got this huge splash. He's, his jumps are wild and free because he's a wild and free person that jumps into the ocean. So that's how that works. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so he gets introduced to the club. Um, episode three, you start to see a healthy rivalry between, um, our top dog, Yoichi, and Cliff. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna keep calling him Cliff. Um, and, uh, Tomo, uh, he gets asked about what he's seeing because he's trying to go, like when he's rotating on a dive, he's trying to spot the five meter platform because like they're jumping off the 10 meter and he's trying to spot the five meter because he knows that if he can see the five meter and he hasn't rotated around enough, then he's not going to complete the dive and he needs to bail out. Um, and uh, when he lets the coach, the new coach know about that, um, she gets all intrigued um, and you find out why later. She basically says to him, uh, oh wait, so then there's a, yeah, she says to everyone that there is a training camp in Beijing in three and a half months and the coach wants them there um, and she wants Tomo doing a three and a half rotation dive um, because, uh, yeah, that uh, to get to the training camp in Beijing, the there will be, then the athletes will be chosen from that training camp as to who will then be the representatives for the Olympics. And so uh, the other two middle schoolers start getting a little bit like sketched out about the fact that she's given him this three and a half 
rotation dive, and yet she's not given them anything like it either. Um, and so they start, end up, like, cold-shouldering him a little bit. Um, and then it flashes back to Yuichi as a child when he hit his head on the board, um, and, uh, he didn't want to dive anymore, because obviously that's terrifying. You hit your head on the board, cracked his skull open, blood in the pool, wasn't good time. And, um, his dad then, who's also the head coach at the school, came up to him and said, you need to join back to the club for the club's sake because they can't continue without you. Um, and that ends up becoming kind of a running theme throughout the the show. Um, and then you end up finding that uh, Grouchy Cliff Diver has been living with the adorable, happy coach, who's the best coach. He is best coach. Uh, award, yeah, award for best coach goes to uh, divorced for 10 years, um, happy, tubby, food cooking, massage giving, coach. He's the best. And so then Tomo ends up going on a really cute date with Mir. Um, she makes him a bento box and he talks about his goals with diving and he kind of opens up to her a little bit. And you can see that his affection for her is kind of changing from just being awkward around her to actually being able to open up to her a little bit, um, which is nice to see um, for now. <laughs> And then Yoichi ends up bumping into Flashy Dude. Um, and then in episode four, you find out that Flashy Dude's stupid and his name's Pinky. Um, and Pinky is great. Um, the reason why he's called Pinky is because he wears a bright pink Speedo um, for diving. Uh, and because of that, they call him Pinky. Um, yeah, it's funny. Uh and yes, they end up having a combined practice with the other Tokyo um, divers because there's not many divers. <laughs> diving isn't a very big sport. So people that are doing competitive diving from a young age tend to know each other. And um, uh, yes, there's only a handful of them and four or five of them end up coming to the, to the club to um, train. And Pinky's there. <laughs> um, and anyway, they end up training and you learn all about the characters and their backstories, and you kind of see them reoccur throughout the rest of the anime, but um, yeah, I'm not really going to go into that very much, because yeah, it's just about the, them as people. I don't know, it's really hard to describe in a way that's not um, giving away everything, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's all just about them as people. Um, and then uh, Tomo ends up getting them to notice him, uh, because he nearly got round on his three and a half rotation dive. Um... But then, uh, uh, so they're all like kind of acknowledging him because he's a he's a junior high student that can nearly do this three and a half rotation, um, and uh, that's super rare for someone his age to be able to do that. So they start like, uh, okay, cool, like this kid's going for it, like he's going to be one to watch in the future. Um, but he ends up getting into a fight with the other two middle schoolers, or well, rather, I guess they yell at him um, and think that the coach is picking favorites, and he just kind of stands there and takes it, and it's really hard to watch. It really is. It was like a really, like, it was a really big moment of, like, character development and them, like, basically getting storytelling mm -hmm. right. Like I said, there are moments of the show where they do a really good job of storytelling and, like, realistically portraying emotions. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was, a, mm -hmm. like, it was hard to watch, but that just kind of, like, goes to the testament of it was a really good moment in the show. 
And it really, it gave you a solidifying understanding of Tomo's character in the sense that a lot of people wouldn't have just stood there and taken those words. But he felt so guilty and confused and hurt that he just stood there and kind of took it. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it gives you an understanding more into his character as well as the mm-hmm. other two junior high characters. Um, and Tomo is definitely affected by the fight. In episode five, he's having a really bad practice. Um, but Yuichi ends up cheering Tomo up and treats him to food or, well, rather an iced coffee. Um, and, uh, yeah, they end up talking about the cliff diver and his grandfather. Um, and because, yeah, so they end up discovering more about Cliff because he's just joined the club out of nowhere and, and he's this really good diver, but like, He's only ever dived in the ocean. Like, how does he know all of the basic dives for competitions and stuff? And they end up finding out that his grandfather um, was like this legendary diver back in the 60s that never actually made it to the Olympics uh, because of an injury. Um, and uh, and so he's kind of ca- carrying on his grandfather's legacy. And then you end up finding out that there's a relation between his grandfather and the grandfather of the new coach that came from America. Um, they were actually training partners back in the day. Um, and when, uh, and they started the school together so that, um, they could dive together. Um, and so the coach from America found Cliff to be able to continue on the legacy of her grandfather and his grandfather. Um, and Yuichi then also kind of acknowledges Tomo and basically says, I'm watching you. I've got my eyes on, on you because, um, yeah, I think that you will achieve great things and I'm not going to let you win. Um, and so it's kind of a good moment because Tomo's had a really shit up until this point with the with the junior high kids um, and for the top diver of the club to basically say, I'm going to still keep winning and defeating you, uh, but I have my eyes on you, Is it was a really good moment for him. He was getting acknowledged. Um, the trio end up making up, kind of. Um, yeah, they end up explaining to him that they were sorry that like they they understood uh, they were just jealous and upset um and so they end up you know coming to terms and and like 14 year olds do they made up very quickly and didn't really hold a grudge um even though it was clearly affecting tomo a lot he just was very forgiving um and then tomo ends up bumping into cliff at the park um and they talk about why he dives um and yeah they talk about why he dives um and he ends up saying the reason why he dives is because he wants to see a view that nobody else can see and that's something that um the coach had actually said to him in a previous episode um and he wants to yeah he wants to find the view that no one can see um and then cliff is then confronted with the fact that he doesn't know why he dives um he just always dove because his grandfather taught him to dive off a cliff and yeah that's now he's kind of confronted with that idea of like why and then tomo gets the 3.5 rotation see this it's really hard to discuss this anime do mm-hmm. you do you get what i mean like it's it's because it's really good in a lot of the way that it works but it's so people orientated and such small stuff that it's really hard to to break it down like this yeah because it's just like really long sets of scenes and like nothing monumental happens except yeah. when it does. No. Because it's just that slowly paced and there's so many, like, there's just so little amounts of like, <sighs> I don't know, there's like so few just 
really big moments and they're so spread out mm-hmm. to where like whenever they happen, like they are significant, but it's just mm-hmm. like it just makes it feel like there's so little to actually sit and talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is it didn't feel like that when I was watching it. It didn't feel like when I was writing down these notes, I was like, oh, yeah, this will be easy. And then thinking about recording today, I was sitting there and I was like, oh, you know, geez, like we don't have much to go off of um, here. So, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. I would be very interested to have someone watch the show based off of this podcast and then come back and try and like and 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 compare the podcast to the show because it's so hard to to discuss i don't know it's so hard mm-hmm. to discuss <laughs> i agree because thinking back on it like it like i took a few notes here or there but just thinking back on it i'm just like there's really like so little to discuss like he just set himself goals and then they're hit and it's just like okay what else is there yeah okay but you know what's funny is that when I saw because I went through the the way I picked the sports for this this podcast was that I went through my watched list and I thought okay yeah that could be one that could be one that could be one that could be one and then sent you the sports based off of those I didn't remember a thing but I rated this highly so I was like well okay well I'll add that to the list um and now I get why I didn't remember a thing it's so forgettable like I don't the only things that I remember out of the show is, and I literally watched the vast majority of this yesterday. The only things I remember is asshole brother, cheating ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Three and a half. Yeah. Four and a half. Shitty ending. <laughs> that is it. That's yeah. literally And you know it what's funny? it's also, at least in my opinion, the biggest points of the show. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's what's funny is that when I was watching this, Normally, when I like I have watched an anime previously, then we review it for the podcast. Um, I don't really remember much either because I have a bad memory. But before I start watching it, I it all comes back to me. You know, this one, the two main parts that came back to me were crappy girlfriend and bad dad. See, I even forgot about and, bad dad. Oh, and the head, cra- him cracking his head open when he was a kid. Yeah, like I. Yoichi cracking his head open when he was a kid. Like those are the those are the things that I like, remember. I, I don't remember either of those. Like they didn't stand out to me. Yeah. And yeah. really, like, if anything, like was she a crappy girlfriend? Yes. Was he an even worse boyfriend? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I just, ah, but the brother is the worst because he betrayed. But like, okay, this is the thing though. Maybe it's just because I was an athlete, so I get it. But she got into that relationship knowing he was an athlete. She got into that relationship knowing his schedule was fully booked. She got into that relationship knowing those things. And yet all of a sudden she expects him to drop out of diving so that he can be with her. Like, no, you're getting into a relationship with an athlete that is aiming for the Olympics. You have to be prepared that you're not going to have any time with them. He never told her that he intended on going to the Olympics. He never told the brother that he Yeah, I don't think he told anybody, did he? His family had no idea. He didn't, at least to our knowledge, he never discussed it whatsoever. Never told anyone. And he, even on the date. He should have just said. He knew what he was doing, but instead of discussing his plans, he just talked about himself and like very loosely talked about his goals. So it, yeah, like he 
and also like she tried like she did everything that she could at least from That's what true. we saw yeah and yet he just like but like still I, though. I can't like i don't oh, like I don't her and here's the thing i do not condone cheating in the slightest as somebody who has felt that no. and lost years of my life to relationships due to that oh. like i feel it and i hate it and i have nothing but mm-hmm. like hatred in my heart for that character and the brother because they are both mm-hmm. garbage yeah brother's like, a butt uh, like oh that's yeah, your brother but, like that is your brother okay blameless. we're like, getting ahead of ourselves this, though. like he he kind of no. was garbage but no. also like he should have he was like he should have broken off with her Instead of just letting it go on. Or he she, shouldn't have accepted like, to begin with because yeah, he didn't like she her. should have broke it off with him before she did that. Like, that was, like, oh, yeah. oh Big I, time. I hate it. And due to personal feelings, it makes me hate it even more because it's so stupid. Yeah. I, the, <laughs> yeah, but I just don't think that he should have accepted her to begin with because he didn't like her then. He started liking her after the picnic. Um, but anyways. Um, yeah, so Tomo ends up getting the three and a half rotations. Yay! It's a big moment. Um, it's a dive. Like, I don't... Uh, <laughs> um, he goes home early because it's, uh, raining. He goes home early from practice. And he sees two sets of shoes in the doorway. Um, and, uh, yeah, turns out that when he goes upstairs, um, he finds his little brother and his girlfriend in the bedroom together playing video games and it's not innocent as you probably gathered by our huge rant just no, a few like moments we, ago we very quickly got ahead of ourselves <laughs> we did uh but episode six starts with asshole brother being an asshole that's my notes it's just as asshole brother asshole in capital yeah, letters just, like <laughs> like this show like build up such a high with him finally getting what he worked for and then immediately immediately just getting crushed it's the same episode he gets the three and a half he's worked so hard with the three and a half rotation like i'm not kidding like the vast majority of the past few episodes are just watching him fall into a pool trying to get this three and a half ro- rotation you know and he finally gets it and he goes home and he's gonna tell this is the thing that breaks my heart is he is about to tell his brother more about his diving you know, his brother has not been interested this whole time. His brother has been like bitchy and sassy to him um, this whole time. And he is about to open up to his brother. He's about to say, these are my plans. I'm going to go to the Olympics. Like I'm aiming for the Olympics. Like you can see him about to take down that wall of hiding away diving. And then this happens and it, oh, it makes me so angry. So angry because she just sits there and cries the whole time. And I'm like, you did this to yourself. Like, don't put away those crocodile tears. (laughs) You, but this is where I'm like, but they're 14. They're 14. They're 14. They're 14. You know? And then it makes sense because that so happened in middle school. Like I saw that like five times throughout my middle school time. You know, like it just, it happens in middle school, but I'm also just like, screw you. Like, does it happen? Yes. Anyway, does it happen in middle school? Yes. Does it make me... (laughs) I don't know. Like, it's... uh... This is why what I mean about it being super realistic, though, is that it is. It's it's just realistic. It's gritty and gross, and it's real life. And, like, when you're 14, 
I can see that happening. He was too socially awkward to turn her down when she asked him out. He didn't start liking her until very late on in their relationship. His little brother's a little turd. The biggest thing for me is the the sibling betrayal. Like, as someone who is very, very close to my sibling, we wouldn't ever dream, ever, of doing anything like that to each other. Like, that is that is the biggest hurt for me, is the sibling betrayal. And I mean, there. like, um... I'm not very close with any of my siblings. So it's mm-hmm. one of those things to where, like, did I, like, I felt it for the dude. Because that, like, as mm-hmm. having family, like, people that, like, love you and you're supposed to rely on them and everything. Like, people that you live mm-hmm. with, like, it's people that you're supposed to have the closest bond with. Like, have him, mm-hmm. like, just break I just absolutely break him over it. Like it. Yeah. Like it was a massive Yeah, well, he betrayal. didn't go for practice for two weeks after that. Like it really affected him. He just stopped going to practice mm. for two weeks, which he, he never missed practice. He, like, he was so dedicated. And all of a sudden he was just like, diving doesn't feel fun anymore. Like they destroyed his confidence. They, like, it, it was more about. Yeah, it's more about the betrayal than it is about him liking her because he even says multiple times that he didn't start liking her until after he had already been betrayed. It was the act of betrayal that really destroyed his confidence and self-esteem. Mm. Um, but yeah, like he was definitely not at fault. He was completely neglectful towards her. He didn't know her birthday, didn't notice her haircut, didn't notice like very neglectful, never went out on dates with her except for that one time um because of practice so yeah there are definitely things that were wrong he didn't like her to begin with so you know he was just too socially awkward when she asked him out to say no they made that point quite clear his brother had always had a crush on her um but and had cared for her quite deeply um and they made a really interesting connection here where tomo basically says that his brother has the life that he would have had if he didn't take up diving um, and his brother has all the friends, the social life, the the girlfriend, um, the good grades, the things that he has sacrificed for diving. Um, and it, it's very interesting to see that um, in a dynamic like that, just a blatant, this is the life that you would have had. This is the life that you have now because you gave up everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the coach basically comes in and she tells him that he's hella stupid um, and that he... He didn't like her to begin with. He obviously didn't care that much for her if, if he didn't do those things to start with. If he cared for her really that badly, he would have put her first above diving anyway, and he didn't. So he clearly wasn't that big of a fan of her um, to start with. And she just basically tells him to grow up. Your life is bigger than a high school girlfriend or a junior high girlfriend. Um, and that's when she first says to him that he has diamond eyes. Um, so basically what they're referring to is the fact that when he dives, he can fixate, uh, fix onto a still object like the five meter diving board. And a lot of people can't do that when that, when they're falling that fast in that fast of a rotation. So he's got really strong eyes that can lock onto it, onto an object while he's mid dive. Um, and that combined with his, uh, double jointedness just gives him this raw natural talent for the sport. Um, and so she's basically saying to him, look, you have potential in this sport. If you want to continue this, you're going to have to make more sacrifices. Um, you need to make up your mind what you're doing. Um, whether you're going to dive or you're going to have a social life because you can't choose both. Um, and so, uh, then, um, you find out more about, um, the 
grandfather of Cliff. Um, and, uh, yeah, you start learning more about them, uh, a little bit. And then Tomo ends up coming back to the diving, uh, to the diving school. And he says to the coach, okay, I'm ready. I'm going to give up everything for diving. Diving is, is my passion. Um, and that's when the meet starts. So this is the meet that's going to decide who gets to go to the Beijing training camp. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's a pretty big one because the at the Beijing training camp is where they're going to decide um, who is going to be the Olympic candidates. So they want to go. Um, Tomo ends up uh, doing the three and a half rotation um, on the meet and succeeds um, and does really, really well. Um, and Cliff actually hurts his back. He's, he's got a hurt back. Tomo ends up finishing fourth and is super frustrated because he it's the first time that he's kind of felt like, oh, I wanted to be first. Um, this sucks. Um, because he was kind of, at this point, kind of comfortable not winning first. Um, and this time you can see that he is like, ah, oh, crap, I wanted to win and it sucks that I didn't. And, uh, yeah, this is when you start to see that, like, the drive is kicking in and, and he's, he's wanting to, to get where he wants to go. Yuichi ends up getting first, which is pretty standard because he's known as, like, the golden boy of the club. Um, and Cliff actually then starts to discover the fun of diving. Because up until this point, he's been, like, begrudgingly diving because of this contract of his grandfather. Um, but this is the first time that he starts to figure out that maybe diving in a pool isn't as bad as he initially thought that it was. In episode seven, everyone's super frustrated with the results of the meet, except for Yuichi, because he got first. Um, but they're all like, oh, I wish I did better. I wish I did better. Um, and then we learn more about Cliff's hurt back. It is, yeah, it's pretty explained that the coaches all knew about it for a while. Um, and they kind of kept it under wraps. Um, and they thought that he, like, and they knew, he knew they weren't talking about it to each other. So Cliff didn't think that the coaches knew. The coaches knew that Cliff knew, obviously it hurt him, but they didn't let him know that he knew, that they knew. Um, and this is where they end up getting the results for the meet um, and who has been selected to go to this training camp. Because obviously the meet results, they knew on the day, the scores, uh, but now they get to figure out who's actually been selected from those. Um, Cliff actually was selected, but they declined the offer because of his back. Um, and uh, and so then they ended up choosing Tomo. And this is also where you first start to realise that there is this one athlete that you never actually get to see throughout the entire show who's like the best diver of Japan. Um, and these guys are kind of competing for his second spot. They're competing for his shadow. You never actually get to meet him. I assume um, I assume that at some point he was um, maybe like the, an Olympian that's already gone, um, like in the previous Olympics, uh, because like he doesn't compete with them. Um, he's not in their circuits. So I would assume that he's like a, a previous maybe meddling Olympian or something. Um, and because of that, um, he kind of just gets to go through anyways. Um, so you don't get to see him kind of interacting with these guys. You never really hear of him other than a name. So these guys are kind of competing for the second spot to go to the Olympics, not for the first spot. Um, and yeah, so they end up choosing Tomo because they declined Cliff's offer. Um, and uh, Tomo is not happy because he doesn't want to use his teammate as a stepping stone. Um, and that's kind of how he saw it uh, with the fact that he wasn't selected first. He wants to be selected first. And then you end up with a really heartwarming moment with Yuichi basically being a really good big brother to Tomo and just saying, like, like this is the sport. You got the to go. Um, even if you don't think that you're good enough to go, go there and get good enough. 
like use it as training to get good basically it's just get good kid um and then cliff also ends up pulling him aside and telling him to go to beijing too um and uh yeah they both end up basically saying look you're stupid to pass up on this opportunity it's a training camp that will enhance your diving even if nothing comes of it you need to go um and so yeah uh they basically make the decision for him um and this is when one of the junior high trio actually quits as well quits the club um and cliff goes back to the ocean for a bit episode eight um this is one thing okay so you never actually get to see anything of the beijing um training camp um they just kind of skip over it oh yeah we went it was tough um and i think that in like haikyuu and other sports animes you get introduced to a lot of other characters um when they go away to training camps and it's normally a really good moment for expansion of the world um and i think if they had done this into a longer series to be honest i think that that could have been a whole season on its own okay i think that they could have done this first section as a season, him getting the three and a half rotation, the end of the season being, oh my God, he got to go to the training camp. It's amazing. End of season one, you know, season two starts with training camp, Beijing training camp. Season three is the meet up to the Olympic choosing. Like, I think they could have done so much more with this if they had, like, it's so surface level. This anime is so surface level. Yeah, like, it doesn't get into anything, and that's... No. That's why I think, like, I have such a problem with it. Like, you just leave way too much up to the imagination, and that just doesn't, like, that doesn't cut it for me at all. Yeah, yeah, I think if this, if they had done this the way that they did Haikyuu, it would have been split into three seasons, and it's 12 episodes. Like, how nuts is that? That, in my opinion, this should be a three-season amount, this is three seasons amount of content. That they have just lightly brushed over. Well, like, even if they had just and done a two-core show. they did it show, 12 episodes. Like, just give me 24 yeah. episodes with everything yeah. been taken more in-depth, more character building, more yeah. everything. Yeah. I would have, I probably like, would have liked it. Like, I would okay, have rated it but, a lot higher if you had given me mm-hmm. just more time with everything. Yeah. But picture this. Okay, so three 12-episode seasons. First season Get to know Tomo, get to know Yuichi, get to know Cliff. Get to know the girlfriend, get to know the brother. Get to know the the, uh, the junior high other two. And it's just them. It's about the coach coming. It's about the struggles of the club. It's about Yuichi's relationship with his dad. Um, it's about him starting to like his girlfriend a little bit more. It's about him coming to understand that when he first uh, got to know her, um, he was just socially awkward about it. But then it's about him, like, maybe you see him, like, go to skip practice one day so that he can be with her but then he goes oh no I can't do that practice is too important and then he goes to practice anyway uh but you see him like almost go out with her um and then almost skip practice and you see like maybe the background of like the brother and they like and you see them two on a date together while um Tomo is at practice and like it goes far more in depth and then the end of the season is him finally acquiring the 3.510, going home, seeing them together. That's like the peak of the season. And then he's got to like deal with the heartbreak of that while he's going into the meet to decide whether or not he's going to be a candidate. Like it makes it so much more dramatic, but like, I think that they could have done that, you know, they could have done something there. They could have, which not going to lie. If they had done it that way and they ended 
the first season with like him finally getting the 3.5 coming home mm-hmm. to tell his brother and then seeing him Walking in with on that. Mew. I and that's where they ended. Like they didn't build on it. Like he just yeah. like he sees her in there and then it cuts. Yeah. I might have lost my mind. Like I <laughs> might have cared more than what I did. Like that would yeah. have like yeah. probably at that point if this show was set up like that and all we covered was the first season, I probably would have rated the first season like a 10 because I would have been so pissed off that it ended that you know way. This... It made me want more. You know what this reminds me of? This is like when you go on to, uh, when you go to read a manga online and only like the first three to six chapters have been translated mm-hmm. and you get to read them and it's like, and and you, you read those chapters and then it's just like, there's nothing else. And you're just like, well, okay, I'll just have to wait for the rest. And then the rest never comes because the rest never gets translated. That's This anime is that. This anime is six chapters of translation. If Or it's like a 155 volume or chapter manga getting condensed yeah. into 12. Yeah. Like it's... <laughs> I don't know. Like, I I don't want to sound like a broken record going over it over and over again. But there's just, it literally had all the potential in the world. Mm-hmm. And it squashed it. Like, literally, yeah. that last episode, like I said, could have been three or four. Yeah. Or an entire season, for that matter. Just don't go, like, he's attempting the four and a half. And then, boom, he's going to the Olympics. Like, do, you can't, you can't do that. Like, ugh. It hurts. <laughs> yeah, I know. I the ending is is intense. Um, sorry, I just had to update my Discord to be like, hey guys, recording's running over time. Stream may be late. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, okay. So episode eight starts with Cliff being super upset that he won't make it to the Olympics this time. Um, and this is the first time you kind of get to see him like really emotionally invested in diving because up until this point he's just been doing it through a routine. Um and. The boys have ended. Uh, Yoichi and Tomo have been given a three-day vacation from Beijing, so they go and hang out with Cliff in the ocean. And this is another thing where I'm like, okay, hawa, like you just okay, yeah, they. Oh, congratulations, you get to go to Beijing. Just kidding. We're never gonna watch any of that content. You don't get to see anybody going to Beijing. Um, we're just gonna learn about it afterwards. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Where's Beijing? All of this hype for them to get to go to Beijing and then we don't get to see any of Beijing. Uh, okay. And then and then they go and hang out with Cliff um in the break uh it, at his home and they all jump off of the off of the cliff. <laughs> they jump off the cliff. Um and you get to like learn about Cliff and his girlfriend and and she is pretty cool. I like her. Um and like their sisters and stuff. And you actually get to see Yuichi acting like a teenager in this episode, which I really enjoyed. Um, you get to see him getting embarrassed. You get to see him doing things because up until this point, like he won't eat a burger because it's too many calories. He won't like go hang out with anybody because like he's, he sacrifices so much everything for diving. And so this is, is the best time. If a side character, I think got more character development than the main character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right uh but this is the first time you actually get to see him like um 
acting like a teenager and being stupid. Um, like he he uh, jumps on Cliff and is like, "How long have you had a girlfriend? When did this develop? Since when does all this?" And it's it's fun to see him like actually being a teenager, like because he's seventeen, you know. Like yeah. And the thing about it is, is this is realistic for diving, and for quite a few other sports. Um, for them to be this age, it's incredible. It's like more rare for male athletes to be super young. Um, in the Olympics, it's quite often females. Um, but in diving and in a few other sports, um, you do see them being super, super young. I think the youngest athlete in the last Olympics was 15 years old. And so, yeah, it's, it's realistic. And it's hard to wrap my head around the fact that this, this is realistic because I'm like, nah, there's no way that somebody that's born in like 2008 could be in the Olympics. Well, no, 2006, I guess, 14. Like how, anyway, um, I can math. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It's nice to see them. They they start bonding, and this is where you also see Cliff um, get to learn a little bit more about his granddad and the swan dive. So his granddad was um, going to go to the Olympics in 1968, and um, uh, he uh, did his debut dive, which was just a swan dive, basically just like diving into a pool. Anyone could do a swan dive, but it was so glorious and perfect, and and like attention grabbing um that it became like a legend um and uh he kind of got known for it um but the impact of diving off of the cliff into the ocean um had a really bad impact on his back and he ended up not being able to go which is the same problem that cliff is now having with his back is just diving into the ocean is too much of a strain on their body because they were diving a lot more than 10 meters i think they said that they were diving 20 meters double the height of height of the olympic diving board um and uh diving into the ocean um so yeah it was a lot harder on their back and they ended up with long-term injuries because of it um and so he ended up not being able to go to the olympics um but he did leave a lasting impression on the diving community because of this glorious swan dive um and uh yeah so then you also find out that the olympic candidates have already been chosen and you find out that it is that number one dude who we never actually get to see um and it's also yuichi um and episode nine starts with a really weird commercial of Yuichi um swimming in some water drinking an energy drink um and it's real weird um <laughs> did you find that weird or was that just me so it went into it and like i saw it and i saw the bottle lying on the bottom and i was like is this a commercial like are they <laughs> like are they doing some sort of brand advertisement for the show like, right, yeah. I, I was like, did they literally animate a commercial into the show? Yeah. Just as like product placement. And then you find out that it was like part of the anime and it, like he was actually shooting a commercial. I was like, oh, that makes much more sense. Yeah, yeah. But this if also it had brings been a up a product placement thing. Like mm-hmm. it would have frustrated me more. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this also brings up an interesting point that I think they should have dove in, like this whole, this whole, an- the anime is called Dive and they should have dove into it more because we didn't get enough. Um, this is a, this, this anime is a cock tease. They have blue balls to us. Yes, agreed. Um, um, <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. That's so stupid. Um, jeez. <laughs> this anime is making me crazy. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, but I think they should have, I think that this could have been a huge plot point if they had made this more detailed, because I think it's a serious issue that needs to be spoken about, 
the fact that a lot of athletes are having to sacrifice time that they should be spending on their own board, um to do commercials and the the highest like and the a lot of athletes like there are still olympic athletes that are like accountants by day or like you know gardeners or have like full dentists have full-time jobs because they can't spend their entire life on their sport because they can't afford to they have to have a job whereas in like um uh in athlete in in sports that get a lot of funding see a lot of recognition um, they they can be an athlete full time, and it because of that holds back smaller sports like diving. So it does bring up a really interesting point in the sport world of the balance of sport and finance, and having to do commercials and get sponsorships and all that kinds of stuff. And I think they could have done more with it, but then they could have done more with this entire anime. This anime is just we want more. Like redo it, please. Can we have more? Um. Put this anime yes, on please. steroids, and maybe we'll be happy. Uh, <laughs> but don't take. Oh my god! Could you could you imagine a like supernatural like Dragon Ball style <laughs> diving anime? <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Let's see Prince of Tennis turned into diving, please. Like, I want to see people diving twenty foot into the air. Like, I want to see people diving higher into the air than it is between the distance of the diving board and the pool. Like, I want to see them jump in. <laughs> I want to see people lighting on fire. Okay, you know that guy who's got the nickname of, what is it, Burn or whatever his nickname is because he always hits the yes. water, so he ends up, like, red because he's hitting the water? I want to see him actually turn on to fire, like, flame on. Like, he is he is now Johnny from Fantastic Four. Flame on. <laughs> like, that's what I want to see. Uh but that would be so counterproductive to light yourself on fire and then dive but into then the water. But then there's a huge, like, steam coming up from the pool and everyone goes, ooh, because it's all steam. And then he mysteriously disappears <laughs> like a magic act because he swims under the steam and quickly gets out of the pool before the steam disappears. Like, like how freaking cool would that be? Right? Like, this is what we need to do. We need to do a diving anime of diving on steroids. And that's what it should be called, diving on steroids. And they're all just on drugs the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That <laughs> oh, uh, But anyway, so the Olympic candidates, they've chosen two instead of three. They can choose three Olympic candidates, but they decided to only choose two because the chairman really wants a medal. And he's like, uh, having more candidates doesn't increase your chances if you can focus your two candidates and get them like really, really good. Um, and so he chooses Yoichi and he chooses the other guy and that's it. Like it's, there's still a lot of time before the Olympics. There's no Olympic qualifications. It's just no Olympic trials. It's just, they've been chosen. That's it. And he is not happy about it. Um, Tomo is actually upset about not being selected. Um, he really wanted to go to the Olympics and he's not been selected and that sucks. And Yoichi is spot is like set in stone, even if he fails. Cause what they're saying is they're going to have a Japan, China, like friendly, I guess is the best way to describe it. Like a meet, um, doesn't really mean anything. I don't know how else to refer it. I would call it a friendly in like football. Do you have a term for it in sports in, in, uh, for you? Like when you just do a match for funsies? It's either like... We basically just call it an exhibition match. Right. Okay. Like, it doesn't count towards scores. Like, nothing mm -hmm. comes out of yeah. it. It's literally yeah. just, Just like, for fun. Who's better? Funsies. Yeah. Yeah, we call it a friendly in, in football. Um, 
that's how I've always known it as. <laughs> uh, mm. So yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so so they end up having kind of like a friendly a Japan-China meet. And it, at this meet, um, they're going to announce that Yoichi and this other dude are going to be the Olympic candidates, no matter if Yoichi does well in the meet or not. And he that's not settling well with him. He's not happy about that. Um, but the other two, Cliff and Tomo, um, even though they're not going to the Olympics, they are stepping up their game. Cliff actually starts doing ballet and doing a bunch of other stuff. He starts seeing a doctor. He's doing all of this stuff to increase his strength, increase his mobility, and uh, try and heal his back. And Tomo starts going for the four and a half rotation, which isn't just like the three and a half was something that um, was really like, uh, oh my God, middle schooler can do that. That's insane. Four and a half puts him on um, Olympic level, like standings. He's competitive. Um, And so he starts going for this four and a half rotation. Um, and everyone's really taking it seriously despite not qualifying. And it's just throwing Yoichi off. Like he is, he doesn't get, he doesn't get it. He's like, why are they still trying so hard when their Olympics is five years from now? Um, the, but the thing about it is, is that they're diving for their own free will, but he is still traveling down the path set, that, uh, by traveling down the set path that was built for him. And he can't change that because the club will be shut down if he doesn't produce, if they don't produce an Olympian. So he's got the pressure of the club being shut down. He's got the pressure of his own father being an Olympian. He's got the pressure of his own father being his coach. He's got, um, uh, the fact that he's like already been selected for the Olympics and he has to go. He's 17 years old. He's got high school. Like he's got all of this stuff that's going on. And this is where I'm like, I need more of this because that could have been a whole plot point on its own, but it's just like an episode. <laughs> so episode 10, um, Yuichi asks his coach slash father to get him a meeting with the chairman. Um, and uh, the coach is, uh, his dad is like, real not happy about it. He does not have a good relationship with his dad. Um, and he's like, no, I'm not going to. Um, and his, his son's like, I'm an Olympian. You'll, you'll do as I say. Um, and, and his dad's like, well, you'll tell me why you're meeting with him. And which is like, no, I'm not going to just get me a meeting with him. And it's, yeah, you get to really see the tenseness of him, of his relationship with his dad. Um, or well, basically his coach, you know, he doesn't have a dad. He just has a coach. Um, and this is where you also find out that the new coach, the female coach, uh, is actually being recruited to go to America, um, as far as what the guys understand. Basically, they overhear her talking to a guy in in the club, um, and they're talking in English, and they only catch bits and pieces of the conversation. And one of the guys listening, who's the other junior high student who didn't leave, um, he knows a bit of English. Um, although they call it American in the subtitles, and that made me laugh. Um, he knows a bit of American, um, and uh, um, and is uh, um, uh, I just forgot my train of thought. Yeah, he knows a bit of American, and so he hears things, and he hears basically um, "Come to America," and her saying "Okay," um, and so they believe that she is going to go to America. Um, and Tomo is really affected by this. Um, he makes mistakes in his diving. Basically, Tomo is very, very emotionally dependent on, like, his diving is very, very affected by his emotions. Um, a lot more than you'll see the other characters. He's not as strong mentally as a lot of the, the others. Um, but you will also see that, um, he kind of gets it out in, like, he has, like, oh my god, this is, this is annoying me, it's affecting my diving, okay, it's dealt with. Whereas, like, Yoichi, it, doesn't affect him, doesn't affect him, doesn't affect him, doesn't affect him, push throughs, push through, push through, push through, explosion, you know? So it's probably healthier to be like Tomo than to be like Yuichi. What do you think? I agree. 
because mm-hmm. it's like at least you get it out, it's done, it's over with. Whereas you explode, and in Yoichi's case, he exploded at the worst possible time. Oh yeah, yeah, and it nearly so, it nearly affected everything. It nearly destroyed everything. And I mean, thankfully, it didn't. But at the same time, it did. Yeah, it did. Like the whole. From episode 10 on, like, the entire course that the show has been set on, like, just turns on its head completely. And it's because of that explosion. Yeah. Well, because up until, like, Yoichi, it's just, it's like a guarantee. Oh, he's going to go to the Olympics. You know? And then Mm -hmm. things happen. Um, So Yoichi basically, oh, yeah. So uh, Tomo is, like, really, really affected by what's happening. And he doesn't listen to the coach and he does one last dive when he is done for the day you know like his body is done he's tired and he just doesn't listen to the coach they're calling him down and he's like no i'm just gonna dive anyway and this is this could have been so much more of a plot point but it wasn't um he cracks his head on the diving board um and it's just he's fine he's fine cracks his head on the diving board is fine um yeah should have been more of a plot point um, Yuichi ends up gifting him flowers, um, and then t- takes them back. Um, uh, no, uh, Tomo gifted Yoichi flowers for being, um, the, uh, Olympic candidate. Uh, and Yoichi gives them back to him for hitting his head. But just kidding, he doesn't. Um, and that's a real weird plot point. I don't know why they included that, but okay. Um, and, uh, basically the two of them have a talk. And, um, Tomo, um, was basically saying that the four and a half... He's he's frustrated with the Olympics because it doesn't feel like he's frustrated with all of the adults in this sport because it doesn't feel like he can do his diving his own way. Um, so the reason why he's decided that he wanted to go for a four and a half rotation is because it's a limit that he set for himself. So if he accomplishes that limit, then it's something that he can do. Whereas um, all of the meets and the the it's all very political. The Olympics, who gets picked, the commercial, the funding. It's very political in the sport, and it's not just the sport anymore. And so Tomo basically says to Yuichi, the four and a half is my limit. I can do that myself. That's my sport. Um, and uh, and then he says, uh, because th- this isn't feeling like our Olympics anymore. And that really kind of strikes Yuichi. Um, and he ends up then confronting his father, just basically saying, I, I don't, I'm not okay. Like, this is not okay. I'm not happy with this. Um, Tomo uh, ends up then talking to um the coach basically saying um yeah like i what are you gonna do you're gonna leave us um when all of this is over and she just basically says there's no us in diving this isn't a team sport like worry about yourself um because tomo threw up into this whole point he's not being selfish enough like diving is quite a selfish sport you have to be worried about your own abilities more than anybody else's because it's a solo sport it's not a team sport um, and that's actually very interesting about this concept, which is why I'm so disappointed in it, because even in Prince of Tennis, which is considered a solo sport, the way that they did it in Prince of Tennis is that it wasn't a solo sport because they were playing as a team, like, a, a, they were a school team. And even if you watch, like, other different tennis things, like Baby Steps and stuff, I don't know, it's different. This was one where it's really, like, you have to be selfish, it's all about you. Um, and Tomo isn't isn't getting that yet, he's not got that level of of selfishness for his own sport. Um, and uh, Yuichi ends up meeting with the chairman and he says that he doesn't want to be 
the Olympic candidate this way. He says he's giving up the Olympic candidacy um, for there to be an Olympic trial, and he's not going to show at the Japan-China meet, uh, because if, if he doesn't show there, then they can't announce that he was the candidate. So the chairman says, okay, anyone who scores above a 430 um, can, 430 points, can um, qualify for the Olympics, and, and they'll go, uh, they'll be the Olympics chosen, the, the Olympians chosen. Um, and so... Uh, the meet happens, Japan, China, and only the number one guy gets above a 430. But one thing that I will say is that if Tomo hadn't gone for a 4.5 and he'd just gone for a 3.5 on that meet, he would have qualified above a 430 and would have been chosen. So he is up there um, for a 14-year-old. He's really good. Um, And this is the first time you kind of really get to see that he is on par with everyone else because up until this point he's still kind of been the baby and when you hear that it's like oh shoot like he he could have taken over right then uh but because he tried to go for a four 4.5 rotation on that meet um he ended up not getting above uh above the 430 that he needed um and so the olympic trials are going to be hold held in december um, so in episode 11, Yoichi wants to learn a new dive so that he can take his spot back fairly this time. Because he didn't want to give up his spot, he still wants to go to the Olympics, he just didn't like the way that it was given to him. He didn't like the fact that, um, it was chosen politically rather than through scores. And, um, yeah, so he, he wants to learn a new dive so that he can take his spot back and do the do. Um, but it's the night before the meet and everyone is just kind of reflecting um and uh yeah it's just like a lot of reflecting there's there's not much that goes on in episode 11 except for the fact that yoichi's dad tells him that if yoichi doesn't qualify for the olympics um he's gonna quit coaching uh and this throws yoichi's head into a crazy whirlwind yoichi also only recently learned that the other coach is planning on going to america and this affects yoichi a lot um, he basically, yeah, he's feeling abandoned and, like, his father doesn't give a shit about him. His father only cares about the club. And then his dad puts on all of that extra pressure as well, like he wasn't feeling enough. Um, and so Yoichi ends up taking it out by training. And he goes and trains the night before the meet. Uh, and he trains way too late. Uh, his head's all over the place. Um, and then basically the preliminaries begin um, and everyone starts diving except, uh, and they're do- doing really, really well. Everyone's on top form, except for Yoichi. Um, and then you find out that Yoichi has a fever. And then episode 12. This is the last episode. There's a lot that's going to happen. Uh, you've got the entire finals. Uh, so much is happening. Um, considering that a one, I think one entire season of Haikyuu took place over one game, if I can remember correctly, there was an entire season of Haikyuu that was just one match. This, this anime does not know how to, how to do that. Could you imagine? Like, no. Um, <laughs> so Yoichi ends up collapsing, um, and coach, uh, the, the coach who's going to America, female coach, ends up confronting Yoichi about training. Um, and he confronts her about going to America. Um, and everyone basically like, heartwarming moment, stay with us. Um, and she's just like, dudes, you freaking idiots. You should have spoken to me about this earlier. It's not me who's going to America. I was making arrangements for Cliff over there to go to America to see a doctor, um, to get his back all sorted. And, uh, 
and so he can visit a specialist. And that the chairman is going to invest in Cliff if he does well during this meet, um, so that he can go and get training for like six months in America and get all healed up. Um, and so this is like a big moment for him if he does well. And uh, this is where I just put um, Yoichi anime magics his fever away. Um, because he kind of does for a while. Basically, he gets a second wind. Um, and it's time for the finals. Um, everyone's diving really, really well. Um, uh, but Yuichi's fever is, yeah, it's like catching up to him. Um, and he's struggling pretty bad and he can't get up the stairs to dive. Um, and then Pinky, who's kind of like his rival throughout the, well, like not even a rival that he recognized at first, but a rival that he ends up recognizing towards the end, um, basically helps him up the stairs, uh, by like, berating him with words verbal abuses him up the stairs um and uh and he's just about to to dive he's really not doing well his fever is catching up to him um he did a couple of dives up to this point this is his last dive um of the of the competition and uh and yoichi's father ends up kind of he's standing on top of the diving board and yoichi's father is is on the poolside and he's reflecting on what he said the night before and he's he's basically regretting it just being like I shouldn't have put that extra pressure on him I'm a big idiot um and Yuichi is struggling um and at the same time because it's in a pool there's um quite a few other sports going on and there's a relay race going on the other on the other pool in in the um space and uh somebody just set a record they just set a world record um over there and so everyone is cheering real loud and it is affecting Yoichi real bad. Like, he has got a major fever. He's standing on top of the diving board, not doing well. Um, and uh, then his dad basically just screams, my son's about to dive, be quiet. And it's like the first moment you get to see him kind of being a dad. And it's supposed to be his redemption arc, but I still don't like him. Um, and, Hashtag worst dad. Yeah. And uh, and then he did it. Yatta! He jumps off, he, he dives. Um, uh, Cliff... Uh, does his swan dive um, as uh, like a nod to his granddad, um, and it's it's awesome. It goes well, um, and uh, Tomo's turn, and he's real scared. This is the first time you get to see Tomo like scared during a uh, meet. Not that you ever get to see anything during a meet because they don't give you enough. Um, <laughs> but he uh, basically the coach's word and Yoichi's words uh, pull him through, and he goes for the four and a half rotation, and then nothing. You don't get to see nothing. And then all of a sudden, uh, they're back at the the school and Cliff's going to America and Pinky and Yoichi are going to the Olympics, but as synchro partners and Tomo is in the Olympics um, as well. And that's the end. It's, yeah, that's the end. It just happens in like, what, 30 seconds? Just, oh, congratulations, everyone's going to the Olympics. Nobody's sad. Like... <laughs> Yeah, and the way they announce it, too. They're like, hey, you're in the Olympics, so you need to work on an introduction. Like, it's... <sighs> like, do do you see why I hate it? <laughs> I completely get it. You know, like, the thing about it is, like, <laughs> is that this anime makes me happy. I'm not going to deny that. Watching it makes me happy. The ending is happy. It's... It, 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 it's it's just like a little it's just like daytime TV. This anime is daytime TV. Well, it's it is a happy ending, but like I Darling in the Franks is an anime that I absolutely adore. Mm-hmm. Like it is amazing. But episode 23 had what I thought 
to be the biggest cop-out ending of any anime that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like, it legitimately made me angry as a show that I watched episode to episode, week to week, for 23, technically 24 weeks, because one of the episodes got delayed. Mm-hmm. So, it made me angry. This show, the way that it ended, made me more mad. Oh. Like, there was... They left way too much to the imagination. Like, I wanted to see, like, even though his brother and girlfriend were shitbags, I wanted to see their reaction whenever he finally hit it. I wanted to see the crowd, the judges, everyone erupt. I know, uh, that Like, this kid pulling off something that nobody could have pulled off. Yeah. It was... It was supposed to be something special. And it wasn't, yeah. And they treated it like it was nothing. I know, I know. Like, that actually did piss me off as well. I will say that. Because, yeah, so his brother and, and his ex-girlfriend are in the crowd. And they're basically saying, like, oh, wow, he looks like a completely different person than we never knew. Like, he's, like, a, we don't even recognize him up there. And it's this really nice moment of them being, like, maybe we're a bit shit. Um, <laughs> and I wanted a little bit more of that. I wanted them to maybe verbalize that a little bit of being like, um, and you never know his, like his parents, you meet his parents once when they go on a camping trip and it's like his parents are just not there. It's Olympic qualifiers. He is going to the Olympics. Like, and you're just like, parents are just like, now nah, fam, we're cool. We're going to go watch some stars. Like, what the fuck, man? What? The- <laughs> yeah, it was like, <sighs> like if it had given me more. Yeah. If they had given me just a little bit more at the end, I could have rated this show so much higher. But the way that it ended, like, it legitimately made me feel like I wasted four hours of my life on the show. (laughs) I I will say that I... I, yeah, I didn't expect it to end that way. I didn't expect it to end that way the first time, and I didn't expect it to end that way the second time either. I had totally forgotten how the ending happened. I assumed it was going to be a happy ending, but I had totally forgotten how the ending happened. And I was like, wait, this is just like a clip into the future. They're going to flash it back, right? They're going to they're gonna give us a flashback? Nope. Nope. Yeah, that pissed me off as well. I'm going to give you that. Um, yeah, this anime is a cock tease. Um... Yeah, it is. Like, like, there's so much... Potential. It had so much potential. So, like, could I, like, say it's... And that's the reason I can't say it's bad. Like, it left me wanting more. Yeah. But that was because it was so... It legitimately felt rushed. Yeah. Like, it was like, okay, here's a story. You got a week to make the show. Go. Yeah, I agree. It it, feels like somebody's first anime. Yeah, and the director has worked on other stuff. Yeah, and other really like, good big stuff. projects. Yeah. Like the Psychopath was 2012. But that's like, why I think that this was promotion. The more I think about it, the more I believe that this was just promotion for the Olympics. Like I don't think that this is meant to be taken as an anime as such. It's more like a giant commercial. And if it was written somewhere that it was that. Like, if that were true, Mm -hmm. I would give it a pass. Yeah, that's how it feels to me. I could legitimately sit and say it did its job because it got me interested in a sport that I could literally give two fucks about. Oh, I love diving. Diving's great. Like, 
And it's just because I've never paid any attention to it. Like the only diving I enjoy is what I do into a pool. (laughs) Because I enjoy diving, like legitimately. Like I'm a big boy. Yeah. But I really enjoy diving. But I don't like diving the way in the show. I like making a big splash. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because I am big man. I must make biggest splash. (laughs) Okay. So if this is a commercial, do you think when the next Olympics happen, you will watch the diving? Yes. Like next year. Yeah. In twenty twenty one, twenty twenty one rolls around. I will sit down and I will give diving my undivided attention because it it deserves it. Like it brought my eyes to a sport that I think not enough people watch, mm-hmm. and like it's and I'm sure the training that the people go through for this is un like it's unreal. Mm-hmm. So it like it gave me a newfound respect for the sport of diving because it like shows you. The amount of work mm-hmm. that they put into to be able to do mm-hmm. it. So I, like, you know, good on them for it because it, like, it legitimately made me care. Yeah. So I think about a sport. in that sense, this anime is a huge success. Um, because to me, uh, as a British person, um, uh, diving is quite popular. I just dropped my phone. Oops. Diving is quite popular in Britain um, because there is a uh, diving athlete, an Olympian um, named Tom Daly, who is quite a sports celebrity um, in Britain. Um, He's known for being very good looking. Um, And uh, recently, I believe him him and his husband have adopted a daughter i think maybe i'm not sure don't quote me on that but um yeah i think i think they have a little family together now um and for a while yeah he was he was known as like quite a british you know like a a, a athlete to watch in britain um and he did well at the last olympics and he it was planning on going to 2020 should be going to 2021 if it happens if not, I'm not sure if he's going to make it to 2024, considering his age, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, uh, so diving was something that was has been on my radar for many years. Um, and for me, it makes me happy to see a small sport being recognized in an anime. Um, because normally the vast majority of sports animes are on basketball, baseball, and tennis. Yeah, the, the vast majority of, of sports animes are on those three. Um, and Mm. so it's, or like a martial art, but then usually if it's on a martial art, it's not based on the sport of a martial art. It's based on supernatural abilities. Um, Mm. which I, I want to see just like a, uh, uh, just like a normal dojo martial arts, just like go into the gym, like anime, like. I want a kendo anime. Like, give me a legit martial arts kendo anime. Kendo? I, I, there's, uh, kendo, kendo girls, kendo girls, kendo. Um, I'm going to look this up. One second. I was going to say, that sounds like a show about plot. <laughs> no, uh, it's not. I've watched it. It's, uh, Bamboo Blade. Ah. Bamboo Blade. It's about a girls' kendo club and in uh, high school. And, um, yeah, it's just a slice of life, uh, Bamboo Blade. Yeah. Anime. It's good. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. What did I... Uh, I haven't rated it yet. I'm on episode 20 out of 26. Haven't finished it. So I'm not sure. So close. Not sure what that says about it, considering that I <laughs> I didn't finish it. Um, but yeah, I, I remember well, look, enjoying Rascal it. Rascal does not dream of Bunny Girl Senpai <laughs> because I stopped after six episodes and then literally kicked myself in the ass over stopping over six episodes. So who knows? Yeah, well, it's 26 episodes, so it's quite a chunky one. But um, yeah, I remember enjoying it. But yeah, Bamboo Blade, Kendo anime, right there. Interesting. Okay, my... 
my interest has been piqued. So, you know how I feel about it. Although, after talking about it, my feelings might have changed a little okay. bit. What would you rate the show? Um, I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it a 6 out of a 10. A 6 out of 10, your initial rating. Um, it's definitely not my favorite sports anime. I rated it highly when I first watched it. It's got a nice little happy ending. Did cock tease me uh, quite a bit. Uh, I wanted... I want to see someone take this and do it into at least three seasons. <laughs> and that's what I want. If I'm, if I'm going ham on this, I think this storyline could fit three seasons really nicely, high Q style... Um, I'm not one to pay too much attention to animation or um, music. I think that's pretty known that that's more more your area, Brad. Um, I'm much more into character development um, kinds of sides of things. Like, I won't not watch an anime because I don't like the animation style. Um, mm. And, I, yeah, I thought it was okay. I thought it was mediocre across the board. I think it gets a mediocre score. And, you see, for me, here's the thing. Like... I do pay attention to animation mm-hmm. because I do enjoy drawing. Like, I do enjoy doing stuff like mm-hmm. that. But I can put up with bad animation or lesser quality animation. Like, nothing is really bad, mm-hmm. per se. It's just, like, it all just depends on who you have working on at the time, the budget, mm-hmm. everything else. There's a lot that factors into mm-hmm. it. So I can be forgiving on animation if you have a good story. Mm-hmm. And what they went for on this was good. Mm-hmm. Like, they tried. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I don't know if they were rushed. I don't know like what factors went into it or why the story was told in the way that it was. Mm-hmm. But it just, it did not live up to the expectations that I had for it. It did not, like, it didn't hit on any of the notes that I think it should have mm-hmm. hit. And the ending is, in my opinion, the biggest cop-out in anime that I've seen so far. Like, it... <sighs> I'm going to drop my rating down to a four and a half. Oh, oh, geez. Okay. Because now that I've actually got to vent, like I, I feel better because I was legitimately frustrated over the ending and over a lot of the steps that the anime took. Now, if it's a commercial just to draw eyes to a sport, I will give it a nine. A nine? Okay. Yeah. If it's a commercial. It it accomplished its goal. If it's a commercial, I'm going to give it an eight. The reason why, there's not enough diving. There's not enough about the scores. Like, I don't think that you, if you don't know diving, I don't think you could watch this and understand the sport if you then went to go and watch it in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Because we don't hear about but... the scores, the scoring system. You don't hear about how many dives that you do, because obviously you don't do one dive, you know, to get your top score. Like, you don't hear about that. You don't hear about how many people are supposed to be per, like, thing. You only hear about synchro in the very last second of the very last, like, the very last moment. So you don't hear practically anything about synchro diving. Um, I didn't even know that synchronized diving was a thing. Yeah, synchro diving is a thing. Like, until that happened. So I was like, you also don't hear they about, have that in the Olympics? Yeah, the <laughs> yeah synchro diving is a thing. Um, you also don't hear about... Um, the different heights of the diving boards, it's all done on the 10 meter, which is fine, but like the the other board heights are also Olympic sports. Um, and so I think that there's not enough diving content in this. If it's purely an advertisement for diving, there's not enough diving. <laughs> you get me? I mean, like, yeah, I get it, but I'll, I'll give it a pass just because it like there's a lot of diving, but there's not like... It doesn't teach you enough yeah. about the sport. Yeah, it needs... It peaked, yeah. it peaked my interest. That's why I give it a nine. Okay. Like, it legitimately did its yeah. job. But as an anime, as something that is meant to entertain, yeah. 
I was not entertained okay. <laughs> in the slightest. Yeah. Like I legitimately felt like I I wasted more time than I oh, gained. That's not it. good. Um, but yeah, okay. So next time, obviously, I'm going to be presenting you with more sports animes because it is my favorite genre of anime, despite the fact that this one wasn't so much of a success for either of us. Um, I want to know what sport that you want to go with next, and I'm going to only give you a couple of options this time. Okay, you sound like me for the next round of the podcast, so we're going to find out a lot about the next couple of podcasts in this next Mm -hmm. few minutes. (laughs) Okay, okay. So, you got baseball, Mm -hmm. you got tennis, Mm -hmm. and I think I'm going to go with archery. My heart is leading me towards baseball but my brain Mm -hmm. is very much saying archery because i feel like i don't know enough about it as a sport to where okay the same as with this one it's like the japanese archery rather than like competitive olympic archery Mm -hmm. um so that there's one in mind for that um for baseball i have two probably i'm thinking either battery or big wind up for any guys who who know those oh we could go with cheerleading as well with cheer boys but that's just a bit of fun um, it's oh, not super serious. the director of this anime worked on Battery. That was another one that was on the list. Oh, okay. So then I, do you want to do Battery then? Because we could do Battery and then compare it to this. Because Battery I also rated quite highly. Um, but has, oh, it's got a, it's got a pretty low rating. Okay. This makes me curious about what this was rated. Um, let me just see. Uh... It was given a 2.6 stars out of 5 on Anime Planet. Hmm. And Battery has been given a 2.5 stars. But Big Wind Up, the other one that I was thinking of, has been given a 4.2 stars. So maybe we'll do Big Wind Up. That's fine by me. Because Big Wind Up's had two seasons. But then we got like Diamond of the Ace as well, which is pretty dang good. I don't know. Okay, it's gonna be tough. I'm gonna I'm gonna review my sports anime watch list, maybe watch a couple of first episodes over again, um, and I'll come back to it. But yeah, I think maybe it's either gonna be basketball, tennis, baseball, because those are the main three, or I'm gonna look at that archery anime again. Um and uh yeah, because I, I remember enjoying that when I watched it, but I don't remember much about it other than a couple of major plot points and I can't even remember the name of it. So we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> okay. And so my, I have two questions for you as far as what's going to be the next idea for. Okay. With it being my pick next, because I have pondered okay. over it and I've settled on four. I've settled on two films oh. and two shows. Okay. Okay. So would you rather do a film or a show next? Oh, let's do a film. Okay. And now, Mm -hmm. the films are my two favorite anime films, and one of them is my favorite film of all time. Oh, geez. Okay. So, you have my favorite film of all time, your name, or if you're in the mood to cry... And I say this with full sincerity, because going into this, I will say, I rate both of these a 10. Like, they are both phenomenal animes, but one of them legitimately broke me, and that's a silent voice. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't feel like being broken, so let's go with your name. (laughs) Okay. Well, that works for me, because I'm totally happy to cover either of those films. I have watched both of those films more times than I care to count. Okay. 
And I fully look forward to sitting down with my cousin and his wife to watch your name again, because that's literally like we probably watch it maybe once every six months now, because I have gotten them both hooked on anime. And I feel like that's what got Walker kind of back into anime is showing him your name. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I look I look forward to covering it. I'm excited to see what you think, because it's. It's interesting. It's very slice of lifey with some like supernatural elements thrown in, but mm-hmm. the animation, like I think you're going to love it. Like it is oh, it's so good. I'm I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued very much so. Um yeah, I've just I was just quickly looking over different sports animes that we can watch. I have so many ideas of what we could do. Um I'm going to get you hooked on sports animes one way or another, okay? Um <laughs> Like, like I said, uh, but yeah, I am we definitely two sports animes. Like, if if you want to hit me with something, then hit me with it because I'm down to sit down and watch it. Okay. And this podcast is a like perfect platform for, like, again, like we don't necessarily review here, like we discuss. So that's why I really I enjoyed this episode because we finally mm-hmm. covered one that we both just I didn't know. love. I know, and that's the thing is that previously on this we've we've kind of gotten I think it's just that our standard has increased because I think if we reviewed like Wise Man's Grandchild maybe again mm-hmm. I don't think we would rate it as highly as we did when we first watched it and reviewed it here well I feel like because uh, we were holding it because now we're holding everything to the same standard as like your lie in April and uh Kiki's delivery service you know those are our levels right now mm-hmm. well I've since we've started, I've always kind of held everything to a standard of your line, April, and your name. Mm-hmm. However, like it, I feel like actually sitting down and having to like as the podcast is going on, like I've become more critical over things. Yeah, me too. So me too. it like it makes me like, and who knows, my opinions on your name could potentially change watching it through and actually having to look at it from a like critical standpoint. Objective, now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because it. Like, it forces you to, like, pay attention to things that you wouldn't normally pay attention to. However, yeah, going into this, like, I'm very, like, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's changed how I watch anime as a whole. Like, even watching, like, My Hero through with Walker over the past, like, three or four days. Because we started on Saturday, and last night we just got through season two. Which, that's a lot of anime to watch in just four days. Yeah. But, like, watching it through, like... Even though I'm watching it in my spare time, because we're not covering My Hero anytime soon. But I'm still, like, watching it and observing from, like, a different perspective of, like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Ooh, character development I didn't notice before. Like, it just, Mm -hmm. like, makes me just observe differently. And I appreciate it, because it gives me a newfound respect for all the work and everything that goes into anime. One thing, okay, so I'm going to give you some homework from this, because I, okay, there's a couple of sports animes that I really, really love. Um, and a couple of them are really quite old. Mm-hmm. I want you to start watching Major. Major has six seasons, and let me figure out when it first started running. 2004, um, I think. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Major has been running, um, for, for, like, it, it, yeah, it's a long one, and now Major 2 is out, and second season of Major 2 is out. Um, ah, uh, yeah, I don't know if I, if I want to do it for Major, if I want to do it for Princess Tennis, if I want to do it for Slime Dunk, if I want to do it for I Shield 21. Let's go with Major. Baseball. Major. 
On your own time, I want you to start watching Major, and I want to eventually do a podcast on Major, but there's six seasons, so I don't want to be like, we'll do it in one podcast. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna, that's your homework, is you need to start watching Major, um, specifically the first episode. Just watch the first episode of season one, um, and I want to know your opinion on the first episode of season one of Major, um, because that episode uh, is something that sticks with me to this day. Um, the impact that that first episode, first episode, major season one. Yeah. I'm intrigued, but I'm also intrigued as how you worded it as homework after the last podcast and me talking about how I feel about homework. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll, fine. I'll accept this um, is homework. It's anime. Like it, <laughs> It's homework that I can legitimately get behind. But the fact that you worded yeah. it that way, it humors me. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Just watch the first episode, season one of Major, because. That crap, like, I think I watched that four years ago, and I still remember it real bad. Um, yeah, and I want to know, I want to know your opinions on episode one, season one, Major. I tell you what, I will watch it before we cover the next episode, because we can, okay. we can discuss it before we go into, before we go into your name. And I'm, like, I'm almost hoping that you will watch your name and do with it like I do with you anytime we watch anything of where I'm just messaging you the whole time like what is this <laughs> okay okay I, I kind of want to know your initial thoughts just because I'm yeah. curious to see like how you feel about it and just because mm-hmm. I immediately fell in love with it mm-hmm. because I went to the like I drove almost like an hour and a half to mm-hmm. go see this in theaters because Shinkai mm-hmm. is one of my favorite directors and I think everything that he's done is absolutely wonderful. And mm-hmm. like watching it, like it was it was a really weird experience because there was only three of us in the theaters. It was me and a couple that sat like three rows down and mm-hmm. the entire walk back to our cars. Like I've never met these people and yet we talked for about a good 20 minutes just about the film and about everything like it was and that feeling to this day like sticks with me of like we are complete strangers and yet we bonded over this film and like over our initial impressions of it so that's why i'm just curious to see about yours before we get like real like talky and in-depth with it so that's why i'm curious yeah yeah no i um i i'm intrigued as well i am uh, I, I'm new to the anime movie world. Um, yeah, so it's going to be interesting. I think I've only watched a handful of anime movies. Um, so yeah, it's going to be, I'm, I'm intrigued. I, I am definitely intrigued about your name. So next week, your name. Um, and the week after that, um, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we will, we will piece um, it together. We will have you an answer <laughs> during the next podcast. Yes. During the next podcast. Um, But yeah, we are also going to be doing a few more movies um, in the um, coming weeks that um, you may hear bits and pieces about, but probably won't be released um, because my trip to Japan is coming up pretty quick here in about two months. Um, So hopefully everything all opens up. Obviously, I won't be going if the international borders don't open up and the state of emergency isn't lifted. But um, if everything is safe to go, um, I will still be going to Japan. So we are going to continue prepping as though I am going. 
Um, and in that prep, we are going to be doing some movies and things. Um, so you may hear us talking about some other animes that you're not actually going to hear us officially talking about for quite a while. Um, and then all of a sudden, uh, bing, bang, boom, surprise episode gets dropped down. Um, and because of that also, while I'm in Japan, there's probably not going to be any news. Or if there is news, um, it'll probably just be Brad recording um, in his studio alone. Um, because, uh, yeah, I'm not going to be able to to be on that end of things while I'm on the other side of the world. All by myself. <laughs> Don't want to be all by myself anymore. Podcast karaoke. <laughs> Yatta! Yatta! With non-copyrighted yeah. music playing. No. Um, some quick plugs before we end the podcast. Um... You can follow Brad on Twitch um, at Brad Carter Gaming. Um, he occasionally does stream, and now that he has got his little mitzies on a capture card, he's going to be doing some fun stuff with Final Fantasy, Pokemon, and Animal Crossing. So if you're into those, um, hop on over to his Twitch and drop him a follow. Um, you can also find him on Instagram under the same uh, handle, uh, Brad Carter Gaming. And he also does have his own Discord, links to which you will find on his Twitch page. Um, he also runs a very fun Instagram account um, called, um, what is it? It's at... The Adorable um, Prick. Because the, the I, Adorable Prick. <laughs> I broke blue on stream over the name of <laughs> He genuinely of that, did. <laughs> over the name of that Instagram. Not just on stream. Not just on stream. He told me the name of this account, at The Adorable Prick. I laughed so hard on stream, I cried. The next day, I tried to explain to my mom why she was hearing screaming from the basement because I was dying laughing, and I broke again. I, I was in the mall, and I started crying. I had to take a seat because it was I couldn't say that you had created an Instagram account to post pictures of cactuses with the handle at the adorable prick. Like, that, that is I my finest I lost my moment. shit. That is my finest I, moment as a content creator and as somebody who enjoys puns just as much as Blue. Like, that is my finest creative moment ever. I, am, I just... I'm very pleased. It's it's so funny. Um, I feel like we ought to have a cactus art challenge to get pictures, people doing fan art of the cactus so we can post them on at the adorable break. Honestly, it's freaking funny. Honestly, uh, But yeah, yes. those little places... Yes, but those are the places you can find Brad. Uh, Brad's also got some fun, cool projects coming out soon, so keep a uh, sneaky peek eye on him. Um, and then you can also head on over to our website, um, bnbanime.com, where you can download the podcast, you can listen to the podcast, you can find out some more about us, you can see pictures of our ugly mugs, so if you want to put a face to the voice, you can do so on there. Um there is also information about our art on there and a little bit about our logo and other things like that. Um, so if you're interested in any of our projects, any of our voice acting, any of anything like that, you can find us on the website. And you can also find the amazing Blue Lavender over on nah. Twitch. She streams Monday through Saturday, except for Wednesdays, because that's whenever we do this lovely thing most of the time. Mm -hmm. Or at least most that's when we're time. supposed to do it. I think since we've said yeah. that, we haven't actually done it on Wednesday this entire time. I know, right? I know, right? But you can find her on Twitch every night, except for Wednesdays and Sundays at... 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time at twitch.tv forward slash Blue Lavender. You can find her on Instagram and Twitter at Blue Lavender STM. And she also runs a fantastically adorable Instagram for Tilly 
at the the best Tilly, right? Tilly Bean? The, the best Tilly Bean. Yeah, And he gets the best Tilly Bean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's adorable. You get to see Bean pictures. It's it's the most adorable <laughs> thing ever. Yeah, pictures of my golden. She's great. Um, you also get to see occasionally uh, there'll be a sneak appearance of my other two dogs. I have another golden retriever and a Bichon as well, but they don't get pictures taken of them much because they are 10 and 16, 17, 7, 11 and 17 will be this summer. So yeah, old boys and girl, um, old boy and girl. So yeah, they uh, they don't make much of an appearance, um, <laughs> but you will get to see them occasionally on the Instagram, but it's mainly been, yes. and she has recently learned how to play football. So <laughs> she's excited that she has learned a new sport. Um, yeah, so it's fun. And then she uh, but also I think... has a Discord that you can link to oh, off of the podcast website. And from there, you can also see the art challenge that she just brought up and a lot of other things. Like she has a lot of channels, a lot of really interesting, cool things going on along Aww. with voice projects coming up that are huge and wonderful. And yeah, I think, does that hit everything? I don't like, I we think don't that actually hits have this listed out. We probably should. <laughs> we probably should. We should probably get a proper outro going. But um, yeah, that is going to end our ramblings. I hope you don't uh, hate us too much for those long of the plugs. Um, yeah, your name next week. Um, most likely another sports anime after that because I'm kind of addicted. It's a problem. Somebody help me. Um, and, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I guess that's where we're going to end it. So thank you all so much for watching. We watching, listening. What? I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Not, this does go up on YouTube, so it is technically watching. Well, yeah. Either way, thank you all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. We will catch y'all next Sunday for the next podcast of Your Name. Until then, we'll see y'all next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye.